is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show is on your YouTube machine. Shout out to so many people I saw this weekend. We were at the um where were we we were at the outlets at thanksgiving point here in the great state of Utah. some dude actually awkwardly walked up to me in the bathroom and was like hey you're the money show i was like yeah i was i'm i'm using the bathroom button <laughs> that's how we start mondays on the monty show how the heck are you thanks for being here as always we're presented by the advocates the advocates.com Love those guys. Good people to do business with. They're going to fight for you. That's what you need. You know, when you've been in an accident, maybe you got hurt at work. Maybe you fell off your bike. You got hit by a car. Whatever the accident is, they empathize with you. They understand what you're feeling. They know what you're worried about. Give them your fears. Give them your insecurities. Let the advocates fight for you. And the best part of it is you never pay them a penny out of your pocket. No retainers, no consultation fees. In fact, did you know right now, you can get online at theadvocates.com and talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business, live online, and you don't pay a penny at theadvocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Holy cow, what a weekend of football. Uh, We have got a lot of NFL to get to today. Uh, Jake is going to eat some crow on Dak Prescott uh, because on this show, you know, we're tired of Jake slandering people uh, unnecessarily. Uh, Isn't that right, Jake? Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. it's not. You've slandered Dak all year. That's right. And you will apologize. Uh, So we got to talk a lot of Dak. Are the Chicago Bears putting out hit pieces on Justin Fields? We'll get to that as well. Uh, but I do want to start a show, the show, this, hi, this show, the Monty show with the very latest on the Michigan cheating scandal. And boy, what a weekend of questions. What a weekend of innuendos and accusations. We found out over the weekend that Ohio State last year went to the college football playoff committee and asked if they were allowed to scout semifinal games of their future opponents in person. And the college football playoff committee said, yeah, you're allowed to do that because by NCAA rule, you can scout future opponents in the postseason. But who knew that soon after that, the CFP and the NCAA got together and they made a rule change to forbid in-person scouting, even in the college football playoff. That, I think, was a big story until the Wall Street Journal this morning dropped another haymaker on Ann Arbor when they reported, I believe it was yesterday, excuse me, that Michigan had pulled the contract extension, offered Jim Harbaugh off the table. There is no longer an extension on the table. And really what that means in practical terms is Jim Harbaugh is going to make between 7 and $10 million for the next four seasons at Ann Arbor. And I'm sure by then we will have finality. So this really is a big nothing burger. But Jake, would you say at this point that this cheating scandal, this sign-stealing scandal at Michigan football has cost Jim Harbaugh money? Yeah, I mean, there's no way it can't cost Jim Harbaugh money. I mean, anytime you're wrapped up in a scandal, you're you're in a position where you put the program's integrity in doubt. 
Uh, anything up that alley, that's going to cost you money in some form or fashion. Now, whether that's actual fines or unrealized revenue, either way, you're not you're not making that money. So to me, yes, there's no way that Jim's going to get out of this without costing himself money. But I think you know this Wall Street Journal situation is really interesting because this is one of those situations where. You know, they're obviously reporting that the the raise, you know, got rescinded uh, and that Michigan, by extension, is no longer uh, backing the future of Jim Harbaugh at this time. And that's what I think a lot of people got fired up about. Now, you know, obviously, obviously, there's been a lot of speculation whether this is actually true or not true. You know, Michigan defenders are going to tell you, oh, well, it's the Wall Street Journal grain of salt type situation. And all I'm here to say is, okay, cool. Even if you say the Wall Street Journal is, it, you know, is it doesn't have integrity as a reporting firm or whatever, as a reporting outlet, even even just the idea that they took the time to to write a piece and they say they do have information from sourcing. Somebody saying that Jim and that that raise and that extension got rescinded. Somebody, right? right. Asked, like somewhere down the line, someone said that to them because I know for a fact they're not just making things up. So. So that's why I say, like, I don't know if it's anyone that matters or what what happened there. So to me, yeah, Jim's cost himself money here. But but I think that we don't know and are incapable at this stage of knowing how much that is, because, again, if this thing goes, you know, the way it's going now, if it just continues on the same path, I do think we're heading for a suspension. I do think we're heading for, you know, a, a, a pretty bad situation. But again, it all depends on how Michigan and the Big Ten act now because we're not going to get NCAA discipline in in formality until after the season because Michigan's got 90 days to respond to any type of inquiry or any type of anything from the NCAA. So the reality of the situation is, is it's really on Tony Petiti right now to figure out what exactly they're going to do about this and what the right way to go about it is. And nine times out of 10, what do we get? We get, ah, let's just delay it. Let's just spin it. Let's just deny everything. Let's push the, you know, kick the can down the road type situation. But I also don't know what the right thing for the Big Ten to do is. This is a costly mistake by Jim Harbaugh if Michigan is not allowed to participate in the postseason. If Jim Harbaugh is fired, if Michigan's kept out of the college football playoff, this is tens of millions of dollars out the window for Michigan and the Big Ten. It's a lot of money. It is an exceptional amount of money in branding, advertising, recruiting, future wins and losses. Never mind the fees. Never mind the money. Never mind all of that. Just think about the damage to recruiting, the damage to branding, the damage to advertising, the money that your ad partners and brand partners will never realize because you are now not one, not two, but three scandals deep with the NCAA and the FBI. It's remarkable the damage that has been done to the Michigan brand. And, and I, I don't see any way that you spin this that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are not losing money. And again, I think this Wall Street Journal story, I, I think it's true. And I want to play some Jim Harbaugh for you so you can you can see exactly how he's handling it. But, but, but while you listen to Jim, keep in mind, the contract extension doesn't mean a thing. He is not going to be there in the long term. It's not like all of a sudden he's out of contract mm -hmm. at the end of this season. He's got four more years, man. And the guy's going to make between seven and $10 million each one of those years. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is not hurting in any way, shape, or form. 
But you can see, and we're going to play you three clips here. Here's Jim Harbaugh being asked directly about his, his contract and whether or not it's accurate that Michigan pulled it off the table. Jim, there was a report last night that you had a contract offer rescinded. Um, can you say if that's accurate or not? Um, I wouldn't say that's accurate, no. Um, and the university has a policy. I think they made a statement right there. Yes. Of the policy on contracts and publicly talking about it. But wait. So it's not accurate, but you can't talk about it, even though you just talked about it, to say it's not accurate. Come on, guy. Because the university has a policy. Oh, and it gets far better, friends. He was asked about uh, his legacy and this cheating scandal, and it's remarkable. He simply doesn't answer the question. Jim, how do you think these allegations, investigations, can possibly affect your legacy in, uh, at, at Michigan as, and as a coach? <clears throat> Team is uh, team's refreshed. I'm refreshed. Um, opportunity to um, spend time with the families after a pretty good week of practice uh, last week. Got some things done, and um, you know, we're just we're in an onward onward mode. So I mean, to answer your question specifically, um, it's a one track mind um, that. I'm, uh, I'm modeling, and I and I see it throughout the uh, throughout the program. What do you model gloves? It's a refence. What, what do you mean you're modeling? To answer your question directly, I'm modeling right now. So wait, the question was: what? How do the allegations potentially affect your legacy? And your answer was: <coughs> Well, the team's really well prepared right now. It. I feel good. The team feels good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I was, I was looking at this blue Jay outside my window. The weather is perfect for those blue Jays, you know, uh, and as far as your direct answer to your question, suck it. Uh, you Bro, know, what are you, you know, talking about, man? Uh, we're on the Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> like just completely not answering. And it's a very good question. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is an excellent question. Jim Harbaugh is correct for not answering it. But he needs to just say, yeah, hey, guys, I'm not going to talk about the the allegations today. I'm not going to talk about any of that. I am here to talk about football. Uh, I am here to talk about getting ready for the rest of the season. Any other questions? I, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to answer them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I mean, like, how difficult is it? It's not that difficult. And then you, you hear, but you hear the questions he's willing to answer, like, you know, Jim talking about fighting the media. Is it a head coach's responsibility to know everything that's going on in the program? Uh, I think that, that question probably answers itself. I, mean, I, was, I was forthright with the, with the statement right away, but you're, you're asking. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Jim, there was a report last week there was an outside investigative firm that may have access to videos and files of you got your coaches. Do you know anything about that? And are you guys investigating how that came about? Yeah, I'm not gonna get it. I, I'm a, I got a one-track mind. I'm not gonna be speculating. Um, can let others others uh, others speculate that on the various speculation that's out there. It would be uh, would be unfair to the team. To, uh, not just be coaching the team. Do you believe anything was illegally obtained? Just so you guys know, there's only certain things you can comment on. So we got to we got to move forward. This is not going to be very long. And I can't <laughs> talk about that. 
Guys, no, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. I'm here to talk football. Yeah, I'm focused on the Jets today. How difficult is it? We're on to Cincinnati. Right? And then when you give some red-ass answer about how I was completely forthright, my guy, you have a level one violation for being evasive and dishonest with the NCAA. The, the, do you guys understand that? That the COVID period recruiting scandal yeah, where he is already self-imposed a three-game suspension. Mm -hmm. The violations themselves, like watching workouts on Zoom, meeting in person with recruits, those are level two violations, right? He's got a, another more serious level one violation for not being honest with the NCAA. I'm for real. Like, what are we doing? And so somebody asks you about, about the, the, the allegations, and the first thing you say is, well, I was completely forthright in my statement. Oh, you were? No, you. Well, we have reason to doubt that, sir. There are level one allegate or violations that aren't even allegations. Now you were. You're going to get hammered on level one violations. So I'm just, you know, in light of those level one violations where the NCAA said you're a liar, I'm just curious. You know, how when you say forthright, Are we clear on that? I mean, what is you know? How would you define sexual um, relations with that um, that woman, President um, Clinton? How would that, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I'm talking. That's that's why you don't open the door with, well, you know, it's a we fence. And this week, we, man, the offense, dude, great, awesome. Everything's great. Man, did you guys see the sunrise and the rainbows? Look at the unicorns over there. It's a we fence. You don't have to do that. Just say, I'm not talking about that. I want you to listen to me. Instead of being arrogant and being a jerk about it and chomping on your gum and hanging a big guilty sign around your neck by saying, well, you know, um, and well. And looking at your media guy to say, hey, guys, you know, he can't talk about this Like, stuff. totally turns to the media guy off camera <laughs> to Jim's right. Come on. Like, guy, are you going to step in here? Are you going to rescue me? No, because they don't like you. That's because leaks are coming from inside the program. Mm. It's unbelievable to me how unprepared some of these coaches are in, in the middle of scandal. Yeah, who are you, Eberflus? Yeah, seriously, you're walking up to the podium on the Monday after your bye week where we found out the FBI's been on campus for a month. We found out that Michigan is involved and it's not even potentially or maybe Michigan's involved in a massive football cheating scandal. Thanks. And you walked up to the podium prepared to answer those questions? No, I'm going to say you didn't. And that is that is part and parcel to the problem at Michigan. Is you're unprofessional. Because they say professional football coach, Bill Belichick, you walk up to the podium and you say, yeah, I'm focused on Cleveland. Hey, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. On to Cincinnati. Right? Like, we're on the Cincinnati guy. That's all you had to say. But yet you want to open the door because you think you're bulletproof. And I, I, the problem I have is I can't believe your media relations people, your your athletic director, all of the people in charge with oversight over Jim Harbaugh didn't say, "Hey, at the press conference, we're just gonna we're gonna say we're not talking about that." Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. We're not talking about it because nothing good can come from it. You just continue to say guilty, guilty. Guilty. Are you worried about your legacy? Uh, I'm guilty. Yep. Next. Are, like you're, you, you, there's yes. no right answer, my guy. There's no right answer, Jim. And the other thing that I think Jim Harbaugh is not thinking about, everybody thinks it's a slam dunk. He's getting an NFL job. He's radioactive. 
He is radioactive. If he walks away from Michigan after this season, there is no Pete Carroll golden parachute. You get that, right? Because he's not winning a national championship. He's not coaching one of the best teams ever. He's flipping Jim Harbaugh. He's a red ass, and a lot of people don't like him. So there's no, there's no escape hatch to the NFL here. He's going to be radioactive once he steps out of that job after this season. Because the other, the other thing is, how do you keep him another year? One, he's not going to be available to you. He is, if he is still the head coach at Michigan, the 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 hammer that the NCAA is going to drop on the Michigan football program, my God. That's I, it, Skippy. I think of the biggest hammer you can think of. It's not big enough because they're coming and they are going to suspend, in my opinion, if he keeps that job, they're going to suspend him for all of next season. They are going to drop the hammer because, again, I want you to understand, he's the head football coach at Michigan. Whether he knew or not, he is responsible as the head football coach at Michigan. He's got the FBI, the FBI in his building for a month now investigating his former offensive coordinator and computer crimes. And now it's alleged that an inside a firm that was inside Michigan football had access to those computers unearthed that cheating scandal. And did um, they go to Jim? No. Did they go to the school? No. Where did they go? They went to the NCAA. Like, you're in trouble, and you already have been found guilty of a level one violation. Dude, it, it's it's not a question anymore. Yeah. You're damaging the university. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the thing with with just rolling up to the podium and being prepared to say, yeah, we're, we're on to Cincinnati. We're, you know, we're focused on this. We're like just a auto response to any question related to the scandal, the controversy, right? Then you can speak confidently. Oh, uh, Hey, how do you think this damages your legacy? Yeah. You know, we're really focused on our next opponent. Uh, Hey, do you think that you're going to lose money in this situation? Yeah. You know, I'm really just focused on, on our next opponent. Like, don't play the, hey, like, don't listen. Like, I hate the, I hate when coaches do that. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, right? You're paid millions of dollars to represent the organization, essentially to be the face of the organization, especially at the college level. This is Michigan we're talking about. You should be able to go up there and beat the media people over the head with, yeah, I'm on, we're on to Cincinnati. But he doesn't do that. And my, my sneaking suspicion as to why he doesn't do that is because he likes to play the game. He enjoys playing the game. He likes the I'm with what you said last week. He thinks he's unbeatable. Yeah. He thinks, and listen, I understand it's only Purdue. I totally understand that. But isn't this the exact kind of distraction that gets you beat, even at home against Purdue? This feels like, and you look at what's left on the schedule and what is Michigan's got to be a 30-point favorite in that game, right? But you look at what's left on their schedule, you've got a month and two of the biggest games in Jim Harbaugh's career. Because if he loses at Happy Valley, now, Penn State has been massively underwhelming for the last two weeks. Totally understand it. But if you lose to Penn State, I I, I have a sneaking suspicion Maryland's not going to be the easiest game in the world. Now, Maryland has very clearly come back to earth at two and three in the conference, mm -hmm. right? But then, then you got to end the season at home against Ohio State in the game of the year. And would any of us be surprised if they go two and two in the next four games? Uh, they're a 32 and a half point favorite this week. Oh, Thank you. against Purdue. Thank you. Thank against you. Purdue. And that game's at the house in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And you're a 32 and a half point favorite. <laughs>
man, I, I'm telling you that there is, if there was ever a distraction, this is it. In the over-unders 49, just to put that in perspective. <laughs> they're not expect, They're not expecting <laughs> Purdue to score many points. No, I just look, I, I think that Jim is, Jim stays on brand. And, and I don't know what it's going to take for this guy to change or to sort of get off, as he said, his one-track mind. Right. Yep. Uh, I don't know why we need to complicate things. I don't know why we want to play the game, but clearly he does. And clearly, um, you know, they're not interested in in answering any questions of any variety. So I just think once again, they don't execute on non-football things very well. Right. Meaning, okay, you don't cheat well. You certainly don't recruit well in the COVID period. And now you don't handle the media well. And Jim's always been a guy that's handled the media a little bit differently, right? Yeah. Like the famous we fence bite is him just kind of joking around. I wouldn't even say that that was a that was a heated exchange or anything. He was just joking around with the guy that asked him a question. But the point is, is Jim's willing to do that when things are going good. The problem is, is Jim's not willing to you know close all the windows, lock all the doors, shut the thing down when he needs to do that. And it's because, like you just said. And my point's been, he thinks he's bulletproof. He thinks they're not going to be able to prove anything. And by the way, if they can prove something, I'll only miss like two games. It's the Big Ten, man. We're fine. Like, that's the strategy. Yeah. It's really unfortunate because I think Michigan's got great fans. I mean, they're yeah. some of the best fans in college football. And it's 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 completely unnecessary. Do you really, do you really need to cheat during the COVID dark period? Do you really need to have an offensive coordinator in your building committing alleged computer crimes? Do you really need to be sending a, a football analyst and football interns to 12 different stadiums, eight Ohio State games, allegedly, and many others, to steal their signs? You're Michigan, man. You can have any recruit in the country that you want. Every year you have one of the best recruiting classes. Every year you're more talented. Yet you have, again, been found guilty of level one and level two violations. Yeah, I mean, it begs a question. I mean, if you're Jim Harbaugh. What are you doing? And, and you set aside the $15 or $15,000 they allegedly set aside on a line item budget sheet for this. You had to say to yourself, okay, I'm Jim Harbaugh. This is Michigan. I don't think we're better than Ohio State. Or it was, hey, I'm I'm Jim Man. Harbaugh. This is Michigan. My my seat's getting real hot here at Michigan. I need to beat Ryan Day in the Buckeyes this year. Right? Okay, how can we do that? Well, let's gain an advantage, and let's do it a way that nobody would ever think that we would. And I'm telling you, that's what the thought process was. That, mm. combined with uh, this staffer, who, you know, is just doing what he wants to do, is all excited about it, former military guy, super into intelligence and scouting. That's how this happened. And and I'm just telling you, you don't do that unless you think that you can't get caught. Unless you think that your scheme is so good that nobody would ever find out. It's so good that you just thought you could stand in broad daylight on the 40-yard line with a video camera. I like, think it is. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult the NCAA, and we we talked about this on Friday, I know, the NCAA isn't going to be able to do anything this year. Yeah. I think the Big Ten is going to be very hesitant to take action against Jim Harbaugh. I think it's going to be incumbent upon Michigan. Well, think about the conference implications here. I mean, if you're Tony Petiti, 
you're not just considering whether you should or should not punish Michigan. The, the answer is definitively you should punish them. But what does punishing Michigan come with? Well, of course, it comes with a can of worms that you're not really interested in opening. Do, and I, I, a lot of people this weekend, and and I heard it a lot on the the national talk shows today. Should Michigan suspend Jim Harbaugh but leave the team in the postseason? I mean, that's certainly an option. I, I think there the the only option Michigan does not have is to do nothing. Right. I I, I just don't think you can do that. Uh, I, I think it is. I think it's too much of a. It's too much of a blow. I, I could absolutely see suspending Harbaugh with pay pending the outcome of an investigation because the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, there's there's no there's no conjecture about did they do it or did they not. They uh, very clearly, Michigan was involved in sign stealing. You have one of the guys that was paid to go and steal signs on the record, man. Yes, like yes, yes. this is not a question of, did it happen anymore? You have, and I don't mean to keep saying it. You have a head coach with level one and level two violations. Who's taken a three game rip already. Uh, you have an FBI investigation and now you have really difficult cheating allegations against that head coach. Like it's not a stretch. You need to take him off the field. Now, I can understand why the Big Ten in Michigan don't want to take the football team out of the postseason. I totally understand that. It is really difficult to get to where Michigan is. You have to be elite talent, elite developers. Like, you have to work hard to get to where Michigan is. But I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. And I've heard all kinds of suggestions. I, I think suspending Jim Harbaugh, is the beginning it is not the end yeah and i think you know this type of behavior is behavior fitting of a smaller program that's trying to play with the big boys right i mean you you you, like this this would be fitting of some school that's in a power five conference that has no chance to win a conference trying to get into the college football playoff okay at least i understand it you don't have the talent to compete so let's close that gap by cheating by getting their signs okay i understand it at least it's still legal but i understand it this is why I don't love Jim Harbaugh the same way people do. Because this guy's operating with a small program mindset. Instead of just saying, you know what? We're Michigan. We allegedly have a Heisman Trophy contending quarterback. Yeah. And we have this outstanding defense, allegedly. So if you have all that, just go out and compete. And yeah. it is what it is, but that's not good enough. Yeah, I, I think it is incredibly difficult to just to just to just look past this right like it's incredibly difficult to just say to yourself yeah i'm gonna yeah you know i think i'm just gonna we're just gonna play this off until the season's over you you can't do that if you're michigan you you just cannot do it um and i think it is yeah i think it's incredibly difficult yeah Uh, i really do all right Less of us, more of you. Uh, let's get to our daily dose of the Buck shot from Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Uh, boy, have I been banging the Bucked Up this weekend. I had a great weekend of workouts. Um, I have really, and I say it all the time on the show, we've worked really hard to be in better shape on the show. We're losing weight, and I want you to use this product. It's free for you to use it. There's six free Buckshot in the description below. Go and get it. Bucked Up Energy makes the best energy shot. And if you think about 5-Hour Energy or any of the other energy shots out there, the difference is always in the ingredients. And at Bucked Up, you know 
that you're getting elite ingredients that make an elite product that do exactly what they tell you it's going to do. And as far as Buckshot's concerned, it's 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine with a bunch of brain food. There are no spikes. There are no drops. It's simply a nice level energy bump that gets you through the rest of your day so that every day is your best day. The TPS report, if you will, the Excel spreadsheet, the pivot table, the conference call, that long drive home where you're always nodding, right? Maybe it's just that one o'clock carb crash after you and the boys went out to lunch. Hit a bucked up buckshot right now in the description of the show below. Get six free every day at this time. Let's do this. Let's go. Cheers to you. Yes, sir. There it is. We'll tell you in two hours because we're going to we're going to feel great every single day on the show. You want to you want to know exactly what it's best for yesterday? Uh Mrs. Monty and I were rolling around, had that real mild headache. You know, like I just wasn't feeling myself. Hit a buckshot, boom. Didn't notice it until it's like, "Oh man." Like 2 hours later, it's like, "Man, my headache's gone. I feel good." Boom. Out of here. It was awesome watching the NFL. I loved it. All right, let's get your comments in here. On the Jim Harbaugh situation, direct question. What do you think is going to happen? Will the Big Ten take action? Do you think Michigan takes them off the field? Does nothing happen for the rest of the year? And Jim Harbaugh is allowed to coach through the college football playoff. What do you guys think happens in this case? All right, a couple of shout-outs first. Uh, Aaron Wilson gifts one Monty show member. Let's go, the Monty uh, exclusive Instagram members only group has been rocking. Uh, with prize picks all weekend. In the description is our prize picks link. Great prize picks weekend on the Monty Show. Great life weekend, sports weekend. We talked all about college football in that group as the games are happening. $9.99 a month, just hit the join button. And you pay $9.99 a month, you get into that members-only group. For $1.99, all your comments are highlighted in red. So Dakota and, or Aaron, thank you. Dakota Tubbs with five memberships. Let's go. Go Dakota, appreciate you. Ryan Willie for $5. In my opinion, the longer it takes to do something, the less likely anything will be done. I would totally agree with that. I think if the problem is, I, I don't know how much more damning evidence can come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the the all of the smoking guns are out. I mean, employees of the football department, financial links to those employees, interns at the direction of that employee, uh, contractors essentially who, you know, this football analyst just gave this person cash tickets and said, hey, I'm going to send you a link to a, a, a cloud account that you can upload these videos to. Go to this game, videotape this sideline, good to go. That's what happened, according to one of the people who went to the games. They have videotaped evidence of people at the games like, what more do we need? You know the tickets that were bought. You know who bought them. You know how they bought them. I mean, the smoking guns are already there. I don't know if if something if some new revelation comes out on this this cheating scandal, it'd be stunning because it's already bad. I don't know how much worse it could get. So, Ryan, you might be right. The longer it goes on, the less likely they are to act. Uh, Big Blue Horses for five dollars. The biggest NCAA hammer is the death penalty. The problem is there is no such thing as a death penalty. The death penalty is dead. You're never going to see it again. It is, it basically is a, I mean, they they take sports away from you for a year. Not football, not basketball, 
no sports of any kind at your university for a year. You're, they've said you're never going to see that again. The death penalty is not going to happen. What is going to happen, what, what the worst penalty you could get, it would be a massive reduction in scholarships, a massive reduction in allowable recruiting activity, um, a massive reduction. Like one of the things I think you're going to see at Michigan, because there are um, allegations in the, the level two investigation that they misused and overused uh, coaches in the football department, reduction in football staff. They're going to make it more difficult for you to operate at a high level because you got caught in level one and level two violations. So are there crippling things they can do? Yeah, they can completely reduce your scholarships. They can reduce your ability to go out and recruit and to have recruits come to you. Um, no postseason play, bull bands, stuff like that. That's incredibly damaging. You're If you don't have an ability to recruit new talent into your program, you know, I, you're you're going to struggle. And there is some belief that they are working on new bylaws that will also include the NCAA have some having some ability to turn you off in the transfer portal. And if that happens, yeah, I mean that's going to be a game changer, no doubt. Cleveland Rocks for two dollars. Dana's post game interview. Respect is honesty. Dana's. I don't. I'm. I missed it. Uh, Cleveland Bears and Browns looking great. Ugh. Dude, we're going to talk about the Bears coming up on Football at 50. This little hit job that they're doing on Justin Fields is absolutely deplorable. Absolutely deplorable. It's terrible. Uh, and donuts. Golf fun. 65 degrees this weekend, boys. We have got four rounds of golf book. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Let's Ready go, to rock and roll. Ready to go. Uh, Matt Ritson for $2. Bad day. State of Utah with some uh, same score, 35 to 6. Boy. You look at the statement that uh, Oregon made against Utah, and it's hard to it's hard to to quantify. I don't know. Was that just a really terrible day for Utah, or is you know is Oregon ready for the college football playoff? I, I think it could be both. Um, I think one thing is for certain: having game day on your campus is a massive distraction. Right. I think the hoopla. You start reading your own headlines because how do you not? Like it is, it is fairly remarkable the distraction that college game day on campus is. I think that's absolutely one of them. And I know that Kyle Whittingham detests it. He hates it. But you've got to do it for recruiting and exposure. He he knows that. But there's no way to spin this loss. Oregon kicked your ass. Period. Point blank. They were the better team. Oregon no beat doubt. your ass. And, There's and, no doubt about that. And and look, it's no it's no shade to wit. I just think that your team on offense is not talented enough. They're just not. And I, I, would agree. I don't give a damn about the injuries at this point. Injuries are an excuse. Every team has injuries. And yeah, losing your starting quarterback's tough, but but ultimately it's tougher at Utah because you don't have someone behind them who can come in and really make a difference in the game. Bryson Barnes is good enough to move the football down the field and do what you ask him to do. But he's not a game wrecker. He's not a, you know, huge dual threat, you know, type guy. And you need that in games against Oregon. You need that. And they didn't have it. And that's a great, so point. I, great I, point. I feel like Dan Lanning's team 
plays with his personality, which is we don't care how much we beat you by. We're trying to prove a point by punishing you. And Bo Nix continues to have the best season of his college career. Yeah. I think this is his 17th year in college football. What are you, Stetson Bennett? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Bo Nix was really good against the Utes. And I think the other thing that Kyle Whittingham talked about was all the missed tackles. Tell me again, and I know a bunch of Ute fans told me I'm an idiot, but tell me again how you don't miss Lander Barton. I I don't know how you don't miss Lander Barton at Utah. I mean, you missed a lot of tackles. Looking at some of the numbers in that game, uh, Bucky Irving and Jordan James didn't kill you. You only ran. They only ran for 145 yards total. What killed you was was the the yak yards after the catch, and you look at. One of the numbers we talked about leading up to the Oregon-Utah game was Bo Nix only averaging seven yards a, a throw. Well, he averaged eight through two touchdowns and didn't throw an interception. That's that's some pretty good stuff. And you you look at your inability to control Troy Franklin and the tackles you missed. Man, I don't see how you don't miss Lander Barton. And it goes without saying, Bryson Barnes, oh, I'm his favorite pig farmer, bro. You know, that, that's all well and good. Bryson Barnes is not good enough to win your games against the best teams in the country. And he's a great story. I agree. And I know that everybody's talking about renewed focus and oh my God. And hey, that's all good. That's all good. Bryson Barnes isn't good enough. Talent matters at some point. And, and my feedback yes, just would be, and I, and I don't say this from a place of malice or trying to hate on Wit, but my feedback for Kyle Whittingham is at some point, I would think you'd want to win a national championship. You're not going to do that. You are not going to sniff that until you get a, a one of the best quarterback recruits in the country. And to do that, you need to change the reputation of your program, which is, hey, I'm turning running backs and wide receivers into defensive backs. That's what Utah's known for but doing. What you, I agree with that 100%. If you're one of the top quarterbacks, and is Arch Manning even looking in the direction looking in the direction of Utah. No. He never is. Nope. Is is Noah Fafita. Look at this Noah Fafita. I mean, that's what you need nowadays. You need a true dual threat quarterback who can carry the football team. Cam Rising is that he's not available to you. So you don't have a diff, you don't have a number 2 option? No, because at Utah you don't recruit high uh, re recruit high level quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, I have told you, I think Kyle Whittingham is arguably the best coach in the country. He has had one flaw for the last decade at easy. You don't have elite quarterback play. And until you have elite quarterback play, you are not going to win on a national level. You are next year, you're not going to win the Big 12 because you look at the, the level of competition and even if it's just down the road at BYU, did anybody see Jaron Hall in a Viking uniform yesterday? Man, he looked good. Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson, your last two starting quarterbacks at BYU are in the league, and they're starting quarterbacks now. Who's the starting quarterback from Utah that's in the league carrying a football team? That's what you're lacking. And I love Kyle. And I, I again, I don't think it's close. He's the best coach in the, in the conference. But it is time for Kyle Whittingham to change his stripes a little bit and get a big-time quarterback recruit, whether it's in the portal, I don't care. You've got to have a number two. And again, I will just tell you, even if Cam Rising redshirts this year and comes back next year, whatever, you've got to have a number two. Cam Rising's a guy that's been hurt all year. 
And he had a complete knee repair, completely rebuilt all the ligaments in his knee. He's going to be a question. You've got to have a backup quarterback. What are we even talking about? In, in the Big 12, where you're looking at incredibly physical football, you, you look again at the resurgence of the run game in this league, whether it be Ollie Gordon, whether it be West Virginia, clock control, whatever you want to point to, you're looking at a game that's much more physical in the Big 12. And you better be ready for that because your quarterback's going to get hit. And I don't think that Kyle Whittingham has an answer. I, I, I truly don't. So you, you got to step up at quarterback at, at Utah. You have to. And I know it's going to frustrate Utah fans, but BYU has been better. You where, where would you even rank Utah and quarterbacks in the Big 12? Well, Probably. certainly towards the bottom. I mean. Right now? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I look top to bottom. At, dude, that performance out of Kansas over the weekend? You oh kidding me, God. dude? But uh, again, the, Kansas is a great example. You look at you look at the fact that you lose Jalen Daniels, and what happened? Well, now I've got Bean, and he's carrying a team over Oklahoma. I'm for real. Like, what are we even talking about at this point? I, I, I look at some of the performances over the weekend, and I say to myself, Bean's got to be one of the stories of the weekend. And, and statistic, I think he only threw for like 200 yards. It doesn't matter. You beat them, right? I look at Will Howard. Look at the look at the Houston K-State game. And you look at Will Howard and Avery Johnson combining for 200 yards passing, like 210. And they dominated a Houston team because Donovan Smith went 13 to 28 for 88 yards. You got to have a quarterback. And I love Don, and we talked to Dana about it at Big 12 Football Media Days, which feels like a year ago now, but he knew he had a quarterback problem. You've got to have a quarterback to win big games, and Utah does not, and you're going to come in this league, and you're going to be one of the the, the bottom-of-the-barrel teams at quarterback. And I, I don't know how you get away from that, and it hurts me to even say that out loud, but the the the, the, the reality is, it's the facts are undisputed. Yeah. And I'd much rather be in a position where I've got a, a dominant quarterback who needs help, right? A dominant quarterback who maybe we need to get some more wide receiver talent, or maybe it's the O line or, you know, whatever the case may be, right? You, the quarterback's not the question. It's the other 10 guys on the field with them. Uh, I'd much rather be in that position than, Hey, I've got uh, a decent, decent offensive line. I've got okay wide receiver talent, and I have no quarterback. Respectfully, Bryson, I'm not trying to hate on you, man, but don't have a quarterback. You can't be, like, at that point, you're playing Oregon essentially with, you know, all 11 on defense and four on offense. I mean, that's not fair. You're, you're, you're asking your team to do the impossible week in and week out. And the last thing I'd say about this is, is dude, if you're a USC Trojan, oh. you can take your ass the next season oh. because this win makes you look really bad. Yeah, and I think you look at Jaquindon Jackson being hurt and you look at Jalen Glover winds up being your top back this week. Sione Vake just wasn't a wasn't a contributor this week. Not on offense, right? And then you, you're looking at guys like Vele and, I mean, Devon Vele had seven for 80. That's great. Where was Money Parks? Where was Money Parks in this game? Where was, you know, like, where are your tight ends in this game? Um, I, the answer is, I don't know. 
where your tight ends are. Yeah. And it's a it's a real struggle. And yeah. Oregon was a a, a a far better football team than Utah on Saturday. There, there's no way to spin that. Uh fake Tom Osborne for two dollars. Worst punishment ever is having Scott Frost as your head coach. Do tell. <coughs> By the way, the hat that Tom Osborne has on is one of the greatest line of hats ever in that picture. Man, I love that hat. Uh, Cleveland Rocks, Dana Holgerson game against K-State. Ah, oh yeah. Well, we just talked about Donovan. I mean, it, it's. But like with Houston, that's one where I'm like, okay. that's They're a tough is team this, to watch at, at times. Is, is this Dana or is this that Dana hasn't had enough time yet? I, I mean, what are we talking mm. about? You know what I mean? Like th- at least he still has that benefit of the doubt. You're not throwing the ball well. You're not running the ball well. I mean, it, it you got outclassed by K State, and that's that's not that's not shocking. K State's a very talented team. Um, I mean, you look at the way that Giddens and Treshawn Ward carry the ball. You look at how mobile the quarterbacks are. Will Howard was nine for twenty four on the ground. Like, I mean, you you look at just the way that they they run the football. I mean, you're you understand that, but you can't get dominated. Where you have where where you have no answer offensively, right? And again, I I understand that. I mean, you you just got your ass kicked, Dana. Like it, I, it's it would be an easy to see. They're three and five. They're not going to a bowl. I mean, it, again, I look at the this league, you guys, and and we can. I got this. May be philosophical. I don't know what you guys think, but I, the Big Twelve is really tough. In football right now, it's well, I really just think tough. It exposes you, right? So, like, if you're if you're not well coached, like Dana Holgerson, I I believe is a great head coach. He just is. It, it, it's just not there for him with Houston right now, and yeah. and because that's the case, they're getting exposed. I, I mean, it's a different story. This is what I said about BYU in Texas. Hey, BYU, you know you're going there to lose. You you, you know that. You know, this Texas team, this matchup, you're losing this game. Everybody knows it. And it's just a matter of how you play. And you were well outclassed in that game. You didn't, honestly, like, yeah. I would agree. Like, it wasn't really even close. And so when I look at Houston, I'm like, hey, this is a big 12. Nobody cares about your feelings. They're going to come in here, especially a guy like Will Howard, who has had a lot of questions this year, right? Started strong, struggled in the middle, and now has come back a little bit. It's Houston. So I, I just think that you can't be underwhelming in the talent department the way Houston is. So like you just well, can't. But I, I look at again, TC at the teams I think that are going to have a tough time getting to a bowl. I think TCU is going to be very much on the line. Obviously, mm-hmm. you would assume that they're going to beat Tech and Baylor, but they've also got Texas and Oklahoma. So I would say they have zero room for error. Sure. But I, I look at TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Houston, UCF. UCF's 0-5 in conference. And I watched I watched UCF this weekend, uh, pretty much every snap of that game. And UCF beat UCF, with all due respect to West Virginia. Like, that was a game where you, you looked at John Rice Plumley and you said, those three interceptions are unforgivable. Like, you, you just can't. You can't do that. And you ran the ball really well for almost 200 yards. I thought Harvey put in a, a hell of a physical performance. And 
you turn the ball over and you handed West Virginia a win because you Garrett Green didn't exactly blow anybody's top off, mm-hmm. right? But they ran all over you. You couldn't stop the run and you couldn't stop giving West Virginia the ball back. I, I, and again, I understand it. You're, you, that's the style of offense you play. But JRP's got to be better than that. It, you expect him to be better than that. And if he's going to give an offense three extra possessions that already dominates the time of possession, you're going to lose the game. Uh, that's what we talked about. I mean, it's, you can't it, do that with West Virginia. West Virginia won the game by 13 minutes. Yeah. You guys get that? Like 36 minutes of possession, 25 first downs. You out, you hit, UCF had 27 first downs and lost 41-28. You had 27, they had 25. What does that tell you? They just ran your ass off, dude. Like, it, it's it's unthinkable that you got beat that badly. And you turned the ball over three times through the air and you fumbled once. You turned it over four times. And gave him the ball three of those four. Yeah, and that's what I say. Like I, I, dude, if I'm if I'm Gus, I'm saying, hey, they didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. We we uh, gave them the ball way too many times. And obviously, in football or really in any sport, turning it over is never good for business. But turning it over once versus four times is a totally different ball game. And if they only turn it over, let's even say once. Well, let's say let's cut in half twice. Hey, you only turn it over twice. That's probably what? Really tight. Field goal yeah. game, probably. I mean, honestly, because your defense is way less tired. Like, you're just in a better spot. So that's why I say, like, you know, this whole conversation started with the Utes and not being talented on offense. Other teams like UCF have that same problem. And sometimes that's uh sometimes that's defensive, sometimes that's offensive. But what I'm telling you is that the people who say, hey, we're not as talented, but we're just going to outwork you. Yet you haven't played D1 football because big-time talent now works really hard, which is what produces Oregon football. West Virginia had 74 snaps. Like <laughs> UCF had 69 snaps. And this game, if you just look at some of these numbers, you're like, oh, UCF walked away. Like 27 first downs. Nine of twelve on third down, one of two on fourth down. Out out yarded them four sixty three to four fifty. No, you turn the ball over and they beat your ass. It was not even close. I think about. I mean, you had Man. you had five more snaps, and you possessed. What did you say? Thirteen more minutes of possession. Yeah, dude. That means hey, we're gonna run it, and then we're gonna run that play clock all the way down. Yeah, and then we'll snap again. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I I just think it is incredibly. It's it's fascinating to me. You look at Dana Holgerson and some of the teams in this league that are going to miss, um, that are going to miss bowl eligibility, and it it is just really bad execution. And it, at some point, we play this game. Where we say, okay, is it bad execution by the player or is it poor coaching that led to that bad execution? I want better fucking execution. That's what you have to ask yourself. And you know what? I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, it, it's like at Houston, I think you're just not talented enough right now. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I, I think that's what that is. I don't know. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Prize Picks, prizepicks.com. Get into the description below. 
click the link. It's going to have the promo code Monty embedded already. That gets you 100% pro, uh, deposit matching up to $100. NBA prize picks is red hot. NFL prize picks for tonight. The World Series. You guys realize this is the 29th day ever that the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA all play in one day. That's the 29th day ever that it's happened in the history of our country. Get on prize picks. Let's go. Uh, coming up in about 35 minutes, we'll reveal our secretive prize picks that aren't secret at all. Are you? No, I'm not doing it. Prize picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty <laughs> Show. I was going to complain about Anthony Davis costing me by one point. I'm not going to do that. Screw me once, shame on you. Screw me twice, I'm not very smart. Street clothes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. I want to talk about the Chicago Bears because this is pretty remarkable, and I can't play the audio because it is uh, property of Fox Sports, uh, or actually NBC, excuse me. Chris Collinsworth last night, Bears and Chargers. Dreadful football game. Even more dreadful because, well, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Bears. Right, and if you're one of the 4,000 people who have watched the show today, maybe you don't know I'm a Chicago Bears fan. But I am, and they lose 30-13. to 13. And Tyson Badgett did not play that well. 25 of 37, 232, no scores, two picks. How but, dare you slander him, sir? But during the game, Chris Collinsworth could not stop talking about, oh, the Bears. Man, I have to imagine they're going to sit down with Justin Fields and they're going to show him Tyson Batchen's tape on this game and say, here's what we need. Then in another possession, Batchen is dropping back and Chris Collinsworth says, see right here, this is what Justin Fields needs to do. He needs to watch this tape. He needs to understand the offense and just keeps going on about how great Tyson Batchen is and how bad Justin Fields is, and that Tyson Batchen is getting coaching, and Justin Fields is not listening to his coaches. So tell me this isn't a hit job by the Chicago Bears. Tell me that the Chicago Bears are not leaking negative information on Justin Fields to make it more plausible for them to trade him. Because you have Tyson Badgen, a small school undrafted free agent, who has been a mediocre quarterback for the Bears. You have a guy in Chris Collins talking about how Tyson Patchen's a leader. There's future. There's intelligence. There's toughness. What have we heard about? What have we heard about Justin Fields? Oh, wonder about his leadership. Man, I, I wonder about his football IQ because he won't run the offense. Oh man, you know, I wonder about his ability to grow and develop. And when did it all start? When did we start hearing all the negativity? Oh, that press conference where Justin Fields criticized the Chicago Bears coaching staff and said that they talked to him too much in his in his helmet when he's trying to dissect a play. Just send the play in. Let him play football. No, that's that's not what we do here. So what did what did Justin Fields do the next week? He apologized. It's never been the same since. And now all of a sudden, Justin Fields has a thumb injury. He's week to week. Tyson Batchen's going to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this week. You guys, this is a hit job. That's what this is. The Chicago Bears don't have the, the, the balls to say, we don't want this guy to be our quarterback. 
to say he, I don't feel like he's a fit in our coaching staff. We need to move him. They don't have the balls to say that. They're gonna, they're gonna fake it and send it to Chris Collinsworth so Collinsworth can say, "Oh my God, Tyson Badgett spent everything the Bears needed Justin Fields to be." When in fact he's not an NFL caliber quarterback. He's a backup. Now is Justin Fields a great quarterback? He's not. I've told you from week one this year, when everybody in the preseason said he was an MVP of the week, he threw one pass over the line of scrimmage, <laughs> and three of them went for touchdowns behind the line of scrimmage on screen plays. I said it was embarrassing to talk about him as an MVP. Justin Fields isn't an NFL quarterback either. That does not make it acceptable for you to put a hit piece on Sunday Night Football and prop up the likes of Tyson Badgett. It's not like you have Justin Justin Herbert waiting in the wings, even though Sex Machine was unbelievable last night. My guy, Justin Herbert, 298 and three scores is what it is. It's not the quality of the quarterback. It's the lack of integrity of the coaching staff in Chicago. Completely agree, man. And it's Bush League. There's no question about it. It's Bush League. It's it's everything you don't want to be, and I still maintain. Unfortunately, the Bears are one of those organizations that is never going to do anything until ownership changes, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Yep, I agree. Max says the Bears want to hire Harbaugh. No, they don't. This is a this is a completely made up narrative that the Bears want to hire Jim Harbaugh. Complete there is no nobody in the organization has said that. Nobody has Eberflus is getting all the support you would expect for your head coach to get. There's not even indication they're going to fire Matt Eberflus. Yeah. So the idea that oh the Bears want to hire like did, can you show me the story or send me the link to that because you stated as fact. There's no fact in that whatsoever. Dakota Tubbs, Justin Fields should get himself an Ollie Gordon. He'd be better, guaranteed. Wow. No, I'm not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna bait me into this, Dakota. That was a good effort, though, dude. Nice, nice try. try. Nice try. Nice try. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. The Bears will bounce back in 2086. Says the guy who was at Utah talking about how they were going to win a national championship. How did that work out? Uh, Jim R. Uh, need to sell the Bears and start over. Yeah, I would love a different owner in the Bears, but the McCaskey family will run that team for the rest of our lives. Period. It's just what it is. Jeff Woodworth. Ollie Gordon won't be drafted. Ollie Gordon will draft a team he wants to play for. I love the victim mentality of James, our our Oak State fan, tweeting that, you know, it's not that hard. All I'm asking for is people to say Ollie Gordon's good. Nobody has said that Ollie Gordon's not a good running back. Nobody has said he's a bad running back, right? Nobody nobody has said that. Like on Twitter, James is, James is saying today that, oh, my God, I can't believe that Let's see. What did he say? James today said, I'm not asking for a lot. I simply want people to admit Ollie Gordon is a good running back. Who has find me the person who has said Ollie Gordon is not a good running yeah, back. Nobody said he sucked. So I said, you're being a victim. He said, I never claim to be a victim. What I'm tired of is the national media talk about football. They don't uh, show any respect for Oak State. Okay. What is why that, that is, though. What does that have to do with Ollie Gordon? What does that have to do with Ollie Gordon? And whoever said that Ollie Gordon wasn't a good running back? Send me the tweet. Send me the link where somebody said this guy's trash. Send me the link. Send me the tweet. Send me the news article where people said Ollie Gordon wasn't good. 
And and Oak State fan, I, I love that you guys are on the show. I do. Stop being victims. Stop playing this game where oh Oklahoma State is being held down. They're not. Did you guys did you guys see what your your God said about Bedlam again today? Mike Gundy just won't pay any respect to the biggest game of the year for his fan base. I would like to build it up as something. I just don't know how much any of that plays a role. I think that that you know people say it's a big game. I mean, and I've said this for years. Every game's a big game, or the end of the year doesn't become a big game. So early in the year when we weren't playing as good, people didn't talk about the next game being a big game. But it, they get to, they continue to be. A, to grow a little bit if you play and win the games prior to. So um, our team needs to approach this game with our concepts, our schemes against our concepts and their schemes. And then what we think are our strengths compared to theirs, weaknesses compared to theirs, so on and so forth. And then prepare and then go out and play hard. Um, what That will factor into the game much more than any of, any of the sideshow that could show its face. Like why downplay it? And, and listen, I get it. You're you're Mike Gundy. You're the mullet. You're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Totally understand it. Mm -hmm. Explain to me why, Mike Gundy, you won't say that Bedlam's a big game. Because I don't get it. It is the game of the year, bar none, for your fan base. And at Football Media Day, all Mike Gundy would say is he can't wait not to play Oklahoma and can't wait. Bedlam's meaningless because they've beat your ass repeatedly. But yet you don't care that your fan base really wants this game. Yeah, and the shame in it is the reporter gave him an outlet uh, an out. The, yeah, the reporter said, you know, and it, it's it's all over the press conference. You can go and find it. But the reporter basically said, hey, there's this big backdrop, right? This could the reporter literally says this could potentially be the last bedlam in our lifetime, depending on how things work out. So, do you think that this is a big game? And he just won't do it. So why does your team or your institution not get national recognition? Because they don't want national recognition. Dude, take it up with Gundy. Take it up with the mullet. But don't tell me that we said Ollie Gordon sucks or that yeah, anyone is saying that Ollie Gordon's trash because no one said Nobody that. Nobody has said that. And you're not going to get national attention until your head coach is willing to play up things like Bedlam. The next time you want to criticize Deion Sanders – for playing things up and doing what he does, think about what your coach isn't doing and think about how that hurts your school because it is hurting your school. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, MBM says, Ollie Gordon is uh, OSU's running back. He is. You're always going to be second in that state. At until you start winning games, until you start beating Oklahoma, but you can't wait not to play Oklahoma. It'll be Mike Gundy's legacy in, in Oklahoma football is that he was never able to beat Oklahoma on a regular basis. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Josh Holt, Ollie Gordon has Barry Sanders' blessing. That's so neat. Uh, Mike Smith, Mike Gundy will not acknowledge it until everyone acknowledges that Ollie is a damn good running back. I, I think I'm that's sure. the key. Man. That's the key. That is I'm the a key. man! Uh, Gundy is playing it exactly right. No, I don't think he is. I... I've, I've never understood the the inability of certain head coaches to say, yeah, this is a big game. This is an important game for us. So you're you're telling me that the West Virginia game carries the same weight as the Oklahoma game. 
I'm waiting. Go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, the floor is yours, sir. Because it, it's not. Um, it's not. Ron Nolan, why are people still buying tickets to Bears games? Because actual fans still support their teams. Yeah. That's and why. And it's a great revenue. Uh, OG Gary. Ali hype is now like the VW hype. It's getting annoying. Ali is amazing. Don't get it twisted, but he ain't Heisman or like Reggie Bush. Good. Stop it. He's not. He is a good running back. Victor's the way. But this is the like you're putting and a lot of fan bases are like this, but currently Oklahoma State's fan base is putting Ollie Gordon in a position of no win. You're putting Ollie Gordon in a no win situation. It's not enough that you've rebounded and you should feel good about it. And uh, that's that's not enough. Now, all of a sudden, it's like if Ollie Gordon doesn't have 25 carries for 271 yards, it's not good enough. He should be recognized for what he's done. And he is. But is there anybody who thinks Ollie Gordon is the best running back in the country? No. Is there anybody who thinks that Ollie Gordon should be in New York for the Heisman? No. No. No, there, there, there's not. And I understand that people are like, oh, look what he did at West Virginia and Cincinnati. Two of the worst teams in the Big 12. Like, I look at the, I look at the, the schedule that Oklahoma State has played. I'm going to say what nobody else wants to say. You don't have a quality opponent on your schedule at this moment. You're about to get one. Now, if he goes off for 282 or 271, hey, there's no question that if he does 282 and four touchdowns against Oklahoma, the kid will be in New York. There's no doubt about that. If they win, he'll certainly be in New York. But do you understand as an Oklahoma State fan this ridiculousness you're running out here about how much disrespect there is for him? Do you, it's so foolish. Nobody is disrespecting Ollie Gordon. Yeah. Nobody. And you can keep running it out there. It doesn't make it more true. The problem in your program is Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy's your problem because he will not recognize the importance of that game. It, it's a huge problem. You have had a remarkable season to this point, yet you just can't get away from Oklahoma. And you won't stop slandering Oklahoma. And you won't talk about the importance of Bedlam. Because I don't give a damn how you want to spin it. If you truly believe that this game is just as important as, as you know, the, the Central Arkansas game, the ASU game, um, the, you know, the, the Alabama directional loss, the Iowa State loss, Oklahoma is not more important than Iowa State. According to Gundy, and Gundy did reference that Iowa State game. He says that's the most important game on their schedule currently. You, Oklahoma's not more important than directional Alabama, than West Virginia, Cincinnati, KU. It is. And just because you said it doesn't make it true. I, I hate it. The best part about college football is rivalries until a guy like Mike Gundy shows up. That That's the bottom line. It's it's brutal. Uh, James, why can't you just admit Ali is a decent running back? Bro, we just said he was. You're embarrassed. You James, do you understand how embarrassing you are? Do you understand what a, and I don't do this often. This is one of the stupidest comments I've ever seen on this show. 
One of the dumbest, most embarrassing comments I've ever seen. When we just spent 20 minutes talking about what a quality running back he is. When we just talked about, no, because there's nobody in the country who said he's not a good running back. You want to be a victim. This is one of the stupidest comments I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand it. It lacks intelligence. It lacks, I'm assuming, and forgive me, because I forgot, you're, you're clearly deaf. You don't lead rips. Exactly. I apologize. I didn't realize you were deaf. I didn't realize that you can't hear. My bad. Unbelievable. Iowa State's defense is about as good as they come. Oklahoma State did play them. Iowa State's defense is not about as good as they come. It's not. Is is Iowa State's defense top 10 in the country? No, it's not. Is Iowa State's defense good? Yeah, it is. I'm not telling you that their defense is bad. But let's stop saying things like, as good as it comes. They're not Oregon. They're not UCLA. They're not Utah. They're not Texas. They're not Alabama. I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I believe in Georgia's defense or not. I don't know. I need to see more. Yeah, Iowa State's defense is not Ohio State's, Penn State's, uh, even with that soft-ass schedule in the Big Ten. I would still take those two defenses. It's not Michigan or Ohio. I think Michigan's defense, arguably, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, I think our uh, uh, Michigan's defense. It's a defense. Is probably the best defense in the country. I think it's tough to even argue. I, that. I just here's here's my deal. I don't understand. For folks like James, what what more we need to say about this? <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I mean, my guy just sat here for, like you said, twenty minutes now, talking about how hey, if he goes off for what would you say 260, 25 yeah, carries he, and two sixty twenty five carries against if he, Oklahoma, if he goes two hundred and two scores, hey, I'll be in New York. Okay, great. So we didn't say he sucks. We didn't say he's trash. No, I, I just don't know what you're confused about. I, it, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. It is Oklahoma State fan feeling like they're getting left out because everybody's talking about Oklahoma's loss instead of Oklahoma State's win. And somehow, oh, Ollie Gordon, nobody says he's good. Okay, James, show me the article where somebody said he was bad. Show me the article where somebody said he was mediocre or whatever you're, you know, whatever you said about being a decent running back. Where has anybody said he's not a decent running back? Show me. Show me. Where is it? Because I, I don't, I, I, nobody has ever said that. Nobody yeah. has ever said that. Like, I, I am amazed by that. I am amazed by that. Nobody has ever said that. And hey, at least now, at least now, Ollie Gordon's sitting on top of the Big 12 for rushing yards. At least now, you know, like last week we said, hey, once that happens, at least then you've got that on your card. But, yeah. you know, again, I just, I don't know, man. I think you got to move on from the victimhood of Ollie Gordon. I I, I think instead of it's being brutal. a victim, just celebrate the guy. You know, and really, your 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 issues and criticism should lie with Mike Gundy. I'm not saying Mike Gundy's a bad dude, but what I am saying is Mike Gundy has no idea how to market. He has no idea how to be a modern day head coach in terms of you know using the media to push your brand. Like he doesn't know how to do that. So until he figures out how to do that, yeah, you're damn right. Oklahoma is always going to be Big Brother. It drives me crazy that we can't stop doing things like, oh man, they're arguably one of the best defenses. They're not. They're not. They're not about as good as you come. They're not. I would venture in in the in the here are the top 10 defenses in the country. 
Michigan one, Penn State two, Air Force three, Ohio State four, Ohio by the numbers, uh, Clemson six, AM seven, Georgia eighth, Rutgers ninth, UCLA 10. So that's yards per game. Um, if you look at yards per play, Ohio State one, Penn State two. Uh, SMU, Michigan, Iowa, Air Force, UCLA, Clemson, Rutgers, Notre Dame. That's yards per play. Uh, offensive touchdowns allowed. Michigan, five touchdowns allowed. Ohio State, Iowa, UCLA, Penn State, K-State, Texas A&M, Duke, Texas. Like, we have to stop with Iowa State's one of the best. They're not one of the best defenses. They're not. And my, 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 my advantage is I don't have to be, I don't have to be like fanatic about a team. My team is mediocre. It, Notre Dame is as mediocre as they come. Yeah. They're vanilla. Their defensive numbers should not, I don't, I don't have an issue with the defense, but I'm, I just am not, it, it drives me crazy. The victimhood mentality in sports fandom. I, I Laker fans are are as as victim as victimville as you're gonna get. I look at Laker fans, Cowboy fan, Cow, Dallas Cowboy fan. Nobody likes Dak. Well, there's a reason for that. Right? I just it drives me nuts, man. It absolutely drives me nuts. Mike Smith, Pervin would go into Michigan State just because Saban used to coach there. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Tanner T. So Monty, why do you hate good running backs? Ali is great. He deserves his roses from you. I, I will send them out in five minutes. You ought to know you bought it. You know, uh, Jimmy Ottson, urban is going to Michigan. No, no. And I see everybody talking about Jim Harbaugh to the bears. Did, and maybe you guys didn't see it. I don't believe that the NFL is going to hire him. And you look at NFL network today. Talking about that the NFL likely will not hire, will not hire Jim Harbaugh. And they would look at him as, and I believe it was Ian Rappaport who reported it. He would be a pariah in the NFL. Of course. They're not going to hire him to, to hang around and be like, yeah, you know, I got in trouble in college. I think I'll just go to the NFL. They're not going to allow him to do that. So the Bears are not. And, and again, if it is the great radio wizard in the Northwest, as I've seen some people saying, okay, cool. When's the last time something came true that, that he said behind the curtain, you know, there's a reason his stuff is hidden on the internet. So you can't read it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Iowa state's defense was top 10 until they ran into Ollie Gordon. Hey, maybe that's the truth. The numbers don't say that. The numbers do not say that. So I mean, you look at yards per game. By the way, why, why, why are, again, this is kind of the same sort of angle I take on Jim Harbaugh. Why are we dying on the Ollie Gordon Hill? This guy doesn't play for Georgia or Alabama or Michigan or like, with all due respect, and I'm not, I'm, again, I don't have a dog in this fight. I just think it's silly that you guys are so damn passionate about a guy who, yeah, is a good athlete. He yeah. is a good running back. He'll probably be uh, a pretty good running back in someone's rotation in the league at some point. That'll probably happen. We didn't come out. Today's title wasn't Ollie Gordon <laughs> Oak State sucks. That wasn't today's <laughs> title, man. Like, I, I just don't know, like, what... I can't believe as Oak State fans, 
you're more passionate about trying to sell me on Ollie Gordon than than being fed up about this crap that that your boy ran out today in this press conference. You're I really telling me it. that Bedlam doesn't matter to Oklahoma State fans. Uh, that would be don't don't tell me that that'd this is a big game to Ollie Gordon. Come on now. That'd be shocking. What to me. what is Gundy? And this is the last thing I'd say, this we should probably move on. But what would Mike Gundy say um on Monday if you were to beat Oklahoma and Ollie Gordon's got 225 in this game on 25 carries? And well, Jake, and, it's just another game. Why would he say anything different? Oh, that's right. He's not gonna say that. He's gonna say, Yep, take your ass to the SEC. Brett Yormark was right about you guys. We just beat you on your way out. That's what he's going to say. But that's not going to happen because he's running from the fight and you guys aren't going to win this game. That's why. Yeah, he's preparing you to lose. And 100%. I would remind you, Oklahoma's only a six-point favorite coming out of coming off of a very m mediocre loss. Like, it, it is crazy that they lost to, to Kansas. Like if there was ever a time you were going to beat Oklahoma, it'd be now. It'd be now, right? Like they should have beat Kansas and they didn't. And now they're coming. They're going to play you and you should be this team. If you are who you say you are, if James is right, Nolly Gordon is a Heisman trophy caliber back. Cause that's what James's message has been. Dude. If that's the case, you should Ride beat him. Oklahoma. Ride him. Ride his ass. I want 30 carries in this game and I'm not joking around. If he's that guy, you will turn around, hand that football off, and let the offensive line do the work they need to do. The only problem is, is that Oklahoma's defensive line is super is super athletic and can do a lot of different things. Yeah, and I think the you have not played a stout defense. No. And let's say that Iowa State is a, a top 20 defense in the country, which very well may be true. They're not Oklahoma, and they're not as physical as Oklahoma is. Now, I also think that Oklahoma is very, very gettable. Oklahoma is very gettable. You can, obviously, we saw Kansas ran all over them. So you have you have one of the better backs in the country. You should be able to win this game handily because you should be able to control the clock, which is what Oklahoma State's done a very good job of. Go, go win the game. Yeah. Right? Go go win the game. But like, instead, what, we, what do we want to do? No, nah, this game doesn't matter. This ain't a big game. Iowa State was a big game. This ain't a big game. Okay, cool, man. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Let's see how much better. Let's see how much better Oklahoma shows against Oklahoma State. Because I guarantee you, Brett Venables isn't saying this game doesn't matter. Brett Venables isn't talking about the fact that, oh, it's it's just, it's Oklahoma State. We can do, we can do, you know. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, come on. Come on. It's it's crazy. Hey, look, James paid us five dollars to say thanks, Jake. Just a little love for Ollie Gordon is all I wanted. Nobody on the show. Don't don't. I this is the stupidity that continues to reap through Oklahoma it's not like State. He's just been hating here for like. What do you mean? Like, what are you talking? You should keep your five dollars. Like, what are you talking about? Gordon is the best running back at Oak State since Tatum Bell. Nobody has argued that point. <coughs> I don't understand why you want to be a victim, dude. I'm not going to, until you set this right, I'm not going to read your comments anymore. I, I'm not, please don't tip us because I won't read them. I'm just, we're not going to play the victim mentality here, man. We're not, yeah, come, give it to, send it to Gumby Fresh out. 
because we're not going to read you. Gumby needs it. Yeah. He just got out, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going to read you when you continue to roll in here and slander Ollie Gordon. You're the one disrespecting Ollie Gordon. You're the one slandering him. So until you set that right, I'm not going to read your comments anymore. It's embarrassing, dude. It is embarrassing for Oklahoma State. You are embarrassing Oklahoma State football. And it, you just, you got to stop. You, you got to stop. Uh, Cougar tracks. The legend of Ollie Gordon will live on. You know. Um, full red ass mode. Like, it's unbelievable. dude. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, it's in, in, in James has been a, 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 a longtime listener of the show. Like, I love the passion for Oklahoma State. This is embarrassing, though. This would be like Texas Tech fan being like, oh, Joe McGuire's done a great job this year, and you stop slandering him. Don't lie to me. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, Tyler Shuck is a great player. Stop slandering him. Like, that's how that's what you sound like. I, I uh, the hard part is <clears throat> we never said Ollie Gordon sucked. No. We never said that he was mid. We never said anything. We we nope. simply said that he's not a Heisman candidate. Now, I agree. You go off in this game, you 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 run against a team that stopped Texas. Yeah. Now we can talk about New York because now you've shown me you can do it against the best of the best. That changes that changes the discussion. I don't have to worry about Iowa State because now you got Oklahoma on your resume. Yeah. So, so again, James, my thing is, is you're presuming that my guy here is like ripping Ollie Gordon to shreds and he's not. He simply just sat here for 30 minutes now on this saying that, hey, dude, Dude shouldn't be in New York unless he does it against a great defense or or a team that has national respect at a minimum, which yeah. Oklahoma does. They yeah. do. He does. They do. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway. And this is why fans are fanatics. Yes. Respectfully. Exactly right. Boyd Lake. So to let you guys, uh, to get you guys to talk about BYU is all I need to do is whine about your dissing of my guys. Exactly right. <laughs> you don't want to talk about BYU. No, you really don't, dude. I, 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 I knew they were going to lose the game. I didn't think it'd be that bad. It's, it's. Keaton Slovis just is not that guy, and it, it's really difficult when you look at BYU being five and three. Will they be bowl eligible? I mean, you've got at West Virginia, Iowa State, and we've already established that Iowa State's the best defense. Man, that's going to be a seen. loss, right? So that's a loss. Because Iowa State's right. got this unbelievable right. defense, best anybody's ever seen. But Oklahoma after that, that's not a big game. So they should no. be able to – that's an auto win no, against Ollie, Oklahoma, Ollie Gordon right? ran all over Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and then at the best running back that anybody has ever I'm seen anywhere, ever. So get your facts straight. they got to go to Stoolwater to end the season. Where are we at in society today? So you have to ask yourself – I'm being serious. I don't know that BYU is <laughs> – <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my God, dude! I think they will be bowl eligible. Um, I I think that Texas is just more talented than you. They're just a better football team, and that showed itself out. I well, but, we, but that's what we talked about on yeah, Friday. That... Yeah. So like, I don't I don't hold the Texas loss against BYU. I I you were always going to lose that game. I'd love to see you score. 14 against them instead yeah, but of six. Just to but, be non-competitive offensively. Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even a question to, who was winning that game. To to yeah. never be in it, to not yeah. to have Keaton Slovis throw two more interceptions. Yeah. To run for less than a hundred yards. Um, to not I, I I just it's it's really disappointing. Yeah. It is really disappointing. Um 
to give up 184 yards rushing. Uh, Malik Murphy never looked, never looked bothered with the one sack that you had. Like he, it just, it, it was really disappointing from BYU. Yep. And I, I look at, there were some bright spots. Obviously the, the Darius Laster continues to be a great performer. Um, you know, you're, you're getting really good. I think at times you're having good stretches offensively, but is Keaton Slovis dynamic enough to beat a better team? No. And the answer is no. And I think that's that's a problem without without LJ Martin in the lineup and but but I look at their schedule and that's why I say even with Keaton being that type of quarterback, you're gonna be in the rest of these games. I I really believe that you will be in the Oklahoma game. I think you'll be able to compete with them. They they play the game a little bit differently. You know, Texas is a high flying, potent offense type team. Even with Malik Murphy at quarterback, they're really difficult to stop. I look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a different situation. So either way, to answer the question, yeah, I was disappointed in their performance. I do think they'll be bowl eligible. One of these four, they're going to win. And I'd love it to be West Virginia. I doubt that because you're going there. Iowa State's the one that I look at and I say, hey, you got to have that one. That's at Lavelle. You should win that game. You know, I, I think it's one of those deals where you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Is BYU more or as talented as anybody left on the on the schedule? And I don't think they are. I mean, I, I look at the way that West Virginia is controlling the clock. If Keaton Slovis throws a interception, that game's over. You cannot give West Virginia more, especially with your inability to stop the run at times. I, I don't know how you beat West Virginia. Um, I don't, you're not going to be as talented physically as Oklahoma. So you're going to struggle in that game. And I, I look at, I look at, you know, going to, going to Stillwater is going to be a very difficult place to end your season. And Iowa state, I think Iowa state's your last best chance. Cause that game's at home and Iowa state at times tends to go to sleep, but that has all stopped since conference play when they got boat raced by Oklahoma when Oklahoma was at their best. But I mean, they, they easily handled i felt like tcu i don't know i think the iowa state game is going to be is going to be within a score and you'll have an opportunity to win that game yeah and you know and iowa state is you know home for kansas before they play you so they're gonna that's a tough game for iowa state that's a tough game for them and then they're going on the road so i think that's why i say iowa state's the one if you're gonna be bowl eligible iowa state's the opportunity i would agree i just uh it's it it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Hour number two of the Monty Show is always presented by TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Man, again, I, I've been raving about it for the last couple of weeks since Mrs. Monty got into the uh, 10-day or $10 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. It's spectacular to watch. Um, you know, one of the things I, I, I think that it, it really does for people is it grows confidence. And watching Mrs. Monty learn a new skill pick it up so easily and be able to identify things just right off the bat and say, well, this is going in the wrong direction. Oh man, look at this. This is looking really good. I'm going to wait here. And then to see that hit and like you understand things very quickly. And that's because they give you practical application and experience right out of the gate in your trial membership. 
And by the time you get to the end of that 30-day trial membership, you're going to know, hey, this is a good fit for me. Hey, this isn't a good fit for me. I'm uncomfortable. It doesn't excite me. But I've never heard anybody say that because you get involved in really high-level thinking about Forex trading. Like, I'm a huge believer in trade in the morning and then trade in the in the evening in the Australian market. And I, I think it's just such a good program. You can make real life-changing money uh, at TridayTrading.com. And again, it's the other thing I say to you guys every day. TridayTrading.com is going to open a trading account for you and put money in that account for you to trade with. And when you trade with their money and you make money, they give you up to 80% of the profit. And you can do that for a day, a week, a month, a decade. Until you are comfortable, Triday Trading is just going to allow you to trade out of that account. And then when you realize how much money you're making, you're going to be like, I want to keep all the profit. You can do that anytime you want. That's the beauty of the TridayTrading.com program. So $10 charitable donation, because you give it to Triday, they give it to charity, right? So go get a $10 30-day trial membership. And let's talk about it, man, because it's, it, it. you guys, the year is over. It is October 30th. Tomorrow is Already. Halloween. Can you believe that? Three weeks from now, I will be tanning my fat ass on a beach in Hawaii. Yeah. Because it's already all, I can't even believe it. And by the way, I, by the way, it's already Thanksgiving. While we're in Hawaii, what do you think Mrs. Monty can do? She oh, can day trade. Oh, that's right. You can day trade because you can do it from wherever you are. By the way, try day trading is not some big box, you know, huge company that you can never talk to. They want to talk to you. They're a small local business in Lehigh, Utah, that's helping people across the country. And they give you your own coach. So when you have questions, you have one go-to person. Yes. It's great. And you can go on those vacations and work from Hawaii, work from Bora Bora, work from Disneyland. Go where you want to go, live the life you've always wanted to live. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Jimmy Autzen, Monty needs to get a refund chat button. I do. Because you guys, I, I, I generally... I'm here for everybody's opinion, but the thing that being a victim is a hot button thing for me. Better I, send those refunds. I hate when people have a victim mentality. It drives me absolutely crazy. Mike Smith, send the $5 to Ollie Gordon is better than you foundation.com. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big blue horses. Who else gets exposed as a pretender in the next two weeks? Jesus, dude, you look at just this weekend, you guys, this coming week, if you look at the scoreboard, and it's week 10 already. Already. Clemson, Notre Dame. In in Clemson. Clemson, South Carolina. It's a in must God's win. God's name, image, and likeness. It is a must win for Notre Dame. Because if you, uh, there is no doubt this is the worst Dabo Sweeney Clemson team we've ever seen. We built this program on NIL. No excuses, man. It is a morning kick. It is go get the a damn massive job game. done, dude. It's on ABC. It is a it is a chance because I don't even. I think if Dabo was winless, it'd be like oh, huge win at Clemson for program. Notre Dame. <laughs> like people, people want Notre Dame to do well. Yeah, because people watch TV when Notre Dame signed. Did you guys see? The World Series. Remember we talked about ratings. The World Series, Rangers-D-backs game one, the lowest rated World Series game ever. Um, ever. 9.1 million. Now, I personally don't care about ratings, but if you're Fox and you just got the lowest rated World Series game ever, how's that going to make you feel? Well, you're going to want to put 
you're going to want to put Notre Dame versus Clemson on your network. Yeah, tell me how. Right? Tell me how America's first baseman Bryce Harper not being in the World Series Ooh. is good for the game. Tell me how Notre Dame losing this week is good for the game. It's well, not. The, you know one of the more exciting games this week. It's going to be a TKR, um, because I look at the Texas K State game. Boy, if there was ever a get back game for Will Howard, you know. This is a get-back game. Tell me. K- and K-State's hungry. K-State's hungry. Look at, uh, look at, less up. Lane train. The number 11. <laughs> oh, Miss Rebels. Is Buddy still on the tarmac? Or who, are we ready to told, win a big who, game? Hey, who told are we you? We ready to win a big game? or who, who, Stay hard. Who told hey, you? Who's, who's who Lane Train's you? Ollie Gordon? Who told you? Jackson Dart's Lane Train's Ollie Gordon. Oh. Who told you? My guy. Lane train number mm-hmm. eleven, old Miss mm-hmm. against the great buyout hope, Texas A&M. Great A&M. buyout hope. <laughs> I think that's a big game. I, I, there's just who's, so uh, many. Who's Roll Tide got this week, man? Roll Tide. Yeah, where's the old uh, Bama? Who does Bama have? Who's this Bama week? got this week, man? Um, probably your mom's institution. Uh, of your mom's technical directional college of Rutgers and Are, stuff. They're they can't be on buy. Oh, LSU. LSU. You know, just some little matchup there. My bad. At the BDS. How good is, is LSU good? Uh, I mean, are they good, good, good? I mean, they're not Ollie Gordon good, but is LSU. (laughs) Ow. Is is LSU. Is LSU. College football playoff good. I don't no, think so. No, they're not. I don't think so. And I, I start looking they're at... They're good enough to beat Roll Tide, though. Tell you what. Well, no, I mean, I think that's for certain. Um, but Alabama's got a top 20 defense. And you look at you look at Bama, they're they're giving up less than... You guys understand, they're giving up four and a half yards of play. <laughs> like, that's in that league, that's really good. 300 yards a game, 14 touchdowns allowed. Well, like, and you look at Jaden Daniels and you're like, damn, dude, like this guy's having a good season. 25 and yards, three. 25 and three. That's a damn good quarterback season, dude. I, I The problem is, is that, is that mm. in a game like this, hostile environment, Bryant Denny, Saban needs Woo. this one, basically needs them all since like week five, right? Like, dude, guys, these are the games where you can prove a point. And, just the same way that I think Jaden Daniels would like some of the highlight reel tape to go away of him getting trucked in his last big game. Um, yeah. I, I I look at on the other side, uh, Jalen Milrow, dude, this is another opportunity. This is one that yes. everyone's going to be watching. So when we talk about why roll tide can't seem to get above number eight. Now they're stuck at number eight. This is one of those go out, beat this team by two, three possessions. And you will see, you will creep closer to that top five. You will creep closer. I still think Bama's getting slandered at eight. Yeah. I, I think it's ridiculous or not. And, I, and again, I, I, are we going to do it? I, I mean, I've been a red ass myself today. So I, dare you. I don't know why I would change now. <laughs> but I look at the AP top 25 for, back week, now. for week nine. And I ask myself a lot of the time, dude, like how accurate is this? Dude. So here's a, here's a really a series. You want to talk about Michigan? Will the college football playoff committee punish Michigan? I, how do you not? How do you not? 
I think it's a really interesting question. And I think you have to. Like, look at look at Heather Dinich, the the great Heather Dinich. Heather Dinich. The. The. Um, I think Heather Dinich is exactly right. And I was talking to a college football friend of mine this weekend who was telling me, I'm not going to be voting for Michigan in the college football playoff. Isn't it a bad look? Now, not everybody's vote is public for the college football playoff. Some people choose to publicize it, right? Uh-huh. Like some people, Brett McMurphy loves to publicize his opinions and his votes and, you know, his AP top 25 and all that good stuff. But if you're a Michigan evangelist, you're not publicizing your no. vote. You're not going to be out here. Hey, hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. Me, I voted for Michigan. Why would you bring his name You're up? not doing that, dude. You're not doing that. So so should they punish Michigan? Yeah, yes. they should punish Michigan. There's no yes. way in hell Michigan should be in any of these college football playoff rankings. Now, they should stay in the AP because why not? Yeah. But they should not be in the college but football playoff if, rankings. If you look at the AP, and by the way, the college football playoff ranking week one comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Georgia number one. As I've said, I would vote them number one until they lose. Uh, Michigan to Ohio, or excuse me, the Ohio State, number three. Yeah. Is Florida State better than Oregon? Ooh, I have a hard time saying that. I think that I, yeah, I, you can't say Florida State's better than Oregon. And I think, again, I've I've gone back and forth on Dan Lanning teams. Dude, Dan Lanning teams are struggling to win the big game. You lost to Washington, but then you beat Utah. Utah is a team that nationally doesn't get enough respect, but this year no. they're probably getting the yeah. correct amount of respect yep. based on where yep, they're yep, at. Yep, so yep. clearly by this, I think Oregon's getting the proper ranking. But if you said to me, hey, where should Oregon really be? Yeah, Oregon should be top four, and there's no question about that. Yeah, I, and Wake's a nice win. Every game's a nice win. But I just don't see – I really don't see – how you have Oregon outside the top four. I think Dan Lanning's done a wonderful job banging on that 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 message all season long. And I I think that's as well, again, I, I'll, that's as well as I've seen Bo Nix play as a college quarterback. And obviously you can't you can't penalize Washington for Oregon's success. I but mean, but I also that that's the other thing that I ask. And and there's a couple of things I look at here. Who's got a better win than Texas? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But Oklahoma lost. So who's got a better win than Texas? Nobody. Because Texas hasn't lost. If I if I look at the Alabama game, look at the Alabama game, man. Like you look at Alabama and you look at the way that that Texas went to Bryant Denny and won. They won that game and then they lost to Oklahoma. I'm fine with that loss if I if I'm Texas because I've bounced back at Houston, now BYU, and I'm going to get a ranked opponent in K-State. TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. The problem is, though, let's be honest, though. The problem is Texas has the Alabama problem just the same. Dude, nobody nationally is like, my God, you bounced back with Houston. Nobody's saying that. No, but I think everybody's going to remember Texas went to, to Bama and won. And I'd also remember if you keep winning without Quinn Ewers, people will remember that. I agree with that, yeah. Because yeah, viewers sure. is out. Malik Murphy looked fine. Yeah. I don't think Arch Manning sees the field this year. Here's the here's the other thing. Unless too. he has to. You you look at the undefeated teams, and again, exclude Air Force, because they're still undefeated, but exclude Air Force. 
That's getting you know, tougher and tougher it, it, to exclude it, Air Force it, it, as the yeah. season gets later, right? But again, this is the World Series thing. I don't want to see Air Force in the college football playoff, dude. I'm not interested. Dude, give me, give me, dude. If if Washington goes undefeated this year, I want, I want Washington, Ohio State. I want a big time matchup in the semifinal. I don't want to wait for level playing field in the final. I want Washington well, against someone legit. And 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 I'm not saying Oregon wasn't legit, but I just want to see like But Oregon doesn't matter at this point because who won that game? Yeah, Washington did. Washington Washington has earned it. You're on top of the the Pac-12. You're 5 and 0 in conference. But let's not forget they've got to go to USC, home for uh Utah, at Oregon State and Washington State. The at Oregon State game is the only one that's the only risky yeah. one. That Utah game is going to be tough. That Utah game is going to be tough because Wit Wit is historically very good after losses, and the, the a loss of this proportion must be motivating for Utah because you get your ass handed to you like you did, yeah, and you you are clearly not on par with with Oregon. And the question is, how much do you believe that Washington's better than Oregon? Well, you got to believe that they're better because they beat them. Now, are we going to get that game in the? Are we going to get that game in the Pac-12 championship? Uh, well, hot damn, I hope so. But there's that little issue of of SC standing in your way because I I know everybody everybody wants to say, well, SC sucks. Hmm? Well, they're five and one, and if you don't believe that they can win any game they play, you're crazy. You're crazy. And yeah, they they almost lost to Cal, but almost doesn't count. They they won fifty to forty nine, and now you got to go Washington, at Oregon and UCLA. Good luck. That's a very difficult trick to turn. Yeah. So my guess is Oregon and Washington are going to wind up rematched, because terrible loss, terrible loss by Oregon State. But now I I mean old Uncle Monty, I I know I I clearly I don't know college football because I think you know Ollie Gordon's a very good running back and filling in for somebody. James from Oak state says he's not a very good running back. Question. You know? So, I mean, I'm just here just, you know, I'm, here. I'm filling in for all the Oklahoma state fans. That's right. Um, but you know, what did I tell you about Noah Fafita? What did uncle Monty tell you about Noah, dude, Noah Fafita? Dude, that throw out of the end zone. My God, that thing was a rope. I am warning you about Arizona. Is Arizona going to run the table? They're not. They're not. They're, they're, but are they going to be in every single game they play? Mm-hmm. They are. Are they Are they going to beat Utah? They're probably not. But are they going to go three and one in their last four? And are they going to finish eight and four? I think they will. Because I know that Colorado can't be the same team because all their drip got stolen at, at, out, of the, <sighs> out of the road. Did you guys hear that? Excuse me, it's their ice. Oh, my bad. All their drippy ice got <laughs> stolen out of the Rose Bowl locker room. Oh, no. Colorado's falling apart. I think that Arizona has a real chance down in Tucson. I know it's Tucson. Somebody tweeted at me the other day. You keep saying Tucson, it's Tucson. No kidding. Really? Wow. Gonzaga. Thank God. Thank God. Gonzaga. You saved me. Good Lord. Anyway, it's going to be tough to go to Tucson and win. Mm -hmm. And UCLA and Utah are two very physical teams, but. There's no getting around the fact, and let's not go all Ollie Gordon on it, but Noah Fafita is a very good quarterback. You said he sucked. Yeah. 
Don't slander you, nobody's no. guy. Stop. You put him in New York at the Heisman. He's no Bo Nix. But he's he's better than Michael Penix. Jackass. Maybe hey, we should just salty party of one. Maybe we should just Ollie Gordon every player in the country. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> hey guys. The pig farmer. Hey guys. You put respect on his name. Okay. Oh man. Jalen Milrow. Jalen roll tide. He's the best in the business. The dynasty's not over. Roll tide. It's, the dynasty is not over. It's too much. I've gone Kiss too far. my butt. Uh, the Monty Show, getting your full of red ass every Monday only on the Monty Show. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Callahan, Ollie up, mofos. Ollie up. <laughs> Ollie up. Right? That's what we do here. That's what we do here. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Monty, you can't say uh, Tuxin correctly. Um, because Jalen Carter has been a complete bust for the Eagles and now he's hurt and nobody wants to see, uh, no, I'll stop. And Donovan McNabb's not a hall of famer. I'll stop. <laughs> Cause I'm not going to drop any slander on Jalen Hurts's name. No, every football team, too. whether you're in San Francisco or Philly or Stoolwater, goes through stuff. You know, it's pronounced Stillwater, right? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Stillwater. My Thank bad. You. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, duck season. Oh, perfect timing, dude. I've been waiting for this. Victory Monday. Bo Nix owns Utah. 2-0. and We own them. But I, I last time I checked, you weren't on the team. So when you say we. You fucking donkey. Not sure. Were you the guy at the, on Friday during the PMS show that said Oregon Duck fans wipe back to front? Was I believe that he you? was. Was that him? Well, he does wipe back to front. He does. Yeah, he, he does. You know. yeah. Good to see you, Duck Season. I appreciate you being here, dude. Um, let's see. Uh, Boyd Lake says stool water, LOL. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Lance Johnson, Monty is collapsing. Everything he thought going into this season was wrong. Oh, God, I need fans filled with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I love those fansville commercials. They really are great. The one where they freak out after the Stop first crying play like a little season. girl. Seriously. Uh Boyd Lake. Guys, guys, guys. Tuck Swan is is how you <laughs> say it. Swan. <laughs> hey guys. You, hey guys. It, 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 say it, you YouTube hacks. Yeah. Hey hacks. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, real quick, best team in the country is who? <sighs> Man, because that's hard, dude. I think with this conversation about Oregon dominating Utah, I don't know if we know who the best team in the country is. And I am a, admittedly, and I'm sure that I shouldn't say this out loud either, I am a Georgia skeptic. Yeah, well, I you think, should be. You should I be. think when your team all SRT and and you lose your turbocharger, um, which would be Bowers. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> When you when you lose that supercharger on top the engine and the scoop and stuff, yeah, I think your mid schedule competition and yeah, you won the cocktail party. And uh, speaking of stupid stuff, Jake's like that game was never going to be hey, close. What the hell is this? The game was never going to be close, dude. Last time I checked, Tim Tebow's not playing for Florida, it's dude. Tebow. Like, how are we really sitting here saying that Florida has any business competing in a game with Georgia, I dude? think that was one of the most disappointing performances I, we have seen out of a Florida team against I, Georgia. The 
the fact that you because lost it's by, garbage. You were a 14 point dog and you lost by 23. Yeah, I just don't understand why did anyone think Florida was going to be in this well, game? Well, the money was on Florida to cover the number. Yeah, but that doesn't mean well, yeah, that's Vegas though. But most no, that's people betting. Yeah. I I I think it was incredibly disappointing. But again, I I I think I make the argument that most people make. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, uh, UAB, Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida. Soft. Now you've got you've got a Missouri club that can really play football. And I'm curious, this is a massive game. Yeah, Missouri to me is better than Florida, for sure. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how the Tigers come out because you look at the cakewalk that the Tigers had against the Cox and I mean, they, Missouri just slept walk through that game. I mean, they didn't even have to try hard. And I, I look at Brady cook. I still think he's playing really good football and now it's not a fluke anymore. We're into November and Brady cook is still playing really good football and Luther Burden's still playing really good football. And you have a defense that racked up five five sacks on Spencer Rattler. It's a wee fence. Right? It isn't a wee fence, coach. Listen, I know the FBI's there tutoring you up now, but my point is <laughs> I think Missouri is is legit. And you've got it, you've got a, a true difference maker, and uh, I think it matters. Mm-hmm. And I so I think this will probably be probably. Georgia's best test of the year so far. Yeah. But after that, Tennessee's not a cakewalk for Missouri, right? So you look at this could be a quality win for Georgia because I think they'll beat Tennessee, they'll beat Florida, and I think they will beat Arkansas, who is really bad. What in the heck happened to Arkansas? 0-5 in conference? Crap. Someone getting fired. Yeah, could be. Um, But – Georgia's probably going to need that quality win until they go see, well, they go home to see the greatest coach in the history of mediocre coaches. Lane Train and the and the Rebs come to town on the 11th of November. wonder if Lane Train will treat good old Kirby the same way he tried to treat good old Sabinator. I think there's a lot of people rooting for uh, Ole Miss to win that game. I think there's a lot. Well, I think it'd be good for college football if they won that game. Absolutely. I think there is a lot of people yeah. that are rooting for that game. To I, I think people want Georgia to lose, mm-hmm. and we'll see. Are they good enough to win three in a row? I don't know. Are you guys rooting for Georgia to lose? I'm not necessarily rooting for them to lose, but it'd I'm be not burned out on them yet. The way I was burned out on Alabama. I agree. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out says Arkansas. They haven't earned that. Dakota Tubbs, uh, this has been the best show ever. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, I wonder why you say that, sir. Uh, CJ Vance, do you guys think BYU has a chance to beat West Virginia? If if you don't turn it over, yeah. LJ Martin's got to got to play. If he is healthy and he is able to play, and it certainly feels like he's going to play. I saw that Aaron Roderick and Kalani Satake. Uh, said that he is on course to play this weekend. He's, I just, you want to talk about an undervalued running back? He's no Ollie Gordon, but LJ Martin, that's a cat that can really run the football. <laughs> and I think there is some, 
I just want to clarify, was that a serious he's no Ollie Gordon or was that a, a dig Ollie Gordon? No, he's not Ollie Gordon. Okay. Because right. Ollie Gordon's a really good running back, Jake. Yeah. I mean, Ollie Gordon, I don't know if you know this. Look at me. Anyway, I think LJ Martin is vastly underrated. But now missing this week against Texas, that was a showcase game. Yeah, it was. So I think that's rough. But you know, if you if you look at whether or not they can play, I I don't know. I I think you're capable of beating them. There's no doubt about that. The question's going to be ball protection because again, it's just it's this point about hey, if you turn it over, you're done. And I think you're looking like what's going on with Cody Epps. I don't know, dude. This is uh, I'm not trying to make something out of nothing here, but this is a little this is getting a little strange now, in my opinion. Yeah, I, Cody I, Epps, I the wide receiver for BYU. I, I don't understand what happened this year. And yes, I'm saying this year. Because this was supposed to be, and I love Cody, man, and I and, and he is, in my opinion, the best receiver on your roster when he's playing. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why he hasn't had that big breakout season. I don't know because they would be a different team. Injuries, dude. one, obviously, he didn't play a good chunk of the schedule, and I think the offensive line has really. Between the struggles the offensive line has had mm-hmm. and just really missed opportunities to block down, to make the right block, to create lanes. And I I look at I look at Keaton Slovis's turnovers and they are just crippling. You cannot, you're not gonna beat West Virginia if you turn the ball over. You you're just not. Uh and donut says drink to Michigan. Good luck. Uh, Yeah. Brandon Butler. What's up, Brandon Butler? Oregon right now. The only reason they are uh, not undefeated is because Lanning made bad calls during the Washington game. I agree with that, dude. I'm not ready to say that Oregon's better than Washington. You have to go and beat them. You could have won that game. Did he make terrible calls? Yes. But he still made terrible calls, and that's why they didn't win the game. And DeBoer did not. Lanning did. End of story. And Michael Penix was... Let's not forget. Dude's got a cannon, Dude, man. I, we, we tend to forget performances. Dan Lanning can go ahead and make those calls. Michael Penix cashed every opportunity he had. And let's not sit here and pretend like he had the Grand Canyon worth of an opening to throw to. Dude, these, they, those completions to win that game oh. were tight windows up and the, the sideline. he took. Yeah. Which is what you should take away from the Utah game. The Utes don't get often out-physicaled. Oregon was more physical than Utah. And Utah didn't tackle well, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not a football coach, but you know. Uh, Boyd Lake Vampire Cougs play well in the mountains at night. Yeah. It's not a matter of can, it's a matter of will they beat West Virginia. And they, they, they're sure they can. But if you look at the way that BYU loses these games, it's just. Come on, man. And that game's not in Provo. That game's in uh, Morgantown. Yeah. So that's a tough place to go and win. Uh, and they have not, I mean, I, are they going to play like they played against Liberty? Like there's so many bad East Coast trips. Uh, OG Gary, need Old Miss to lose two more. You do. Go As an LSU fan, go Tigers. Uh, Bryce Martin. Arkansas going to make a play at Jeff Taylor, and I hope it doesn't happen for UTSA's sake. Well, UTSA, that's you, you always get feasted on when you have that kind of success. You always get feasted on. 
There's just no question about it. Hey, are you guys feasting on prize picks? That's the question. We're having so much fun playing prize picks, and I really should. I don't. Did I? I, I have a. I have. I have a good feeling about tonight. Mm-hmm. I have a good feeling about tonight and my prize picks. And I've had a good run on prize picks, and I feel like that if I can, if I can get some performances tonight. And having said that. The NBA is the NBA has been really challenging. Now, my Bulls happen to have the best in-season tournament floor in the game. Smoke. Look at that thing. That thing is wild. The Jazz have one of the worst. I think the Jazz the Jazz I'm really worried about this this alternate, the city the the purple thing, the whole I'm really worried about it. I'll be honest. I don't trust the jazz as a marketing operation, mm-hmm. but look at this. Tell me that this is not the best court in the, in the in season tournament floors. Look at that. Are you kidding me? The Chicago bulls dominating. That's a beautiful floor. Who's got the worst one you've seen. There's a bunch uh, of, worst yeah, ones. I mean, there's that's, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but there's too many bad ones to choose from. I mean, yeah. the, the jazz, you know what the problem is for the jazz is so first of all i want to give the jazz credit so the bulls did this this in arena picture the jazz also did it they they went ahead they installed the floor and they they uh they took pictures absolutely and and i want to give them credit for that but at the same time at the same time a lot of other teams didn't do that and so to me you know, what's the worst one? Well, I don't think the Jazz could possibly have the worst one because, you know, they took the time and they take a lot of pride in it. I don't love, it's more, you know what the problem is? It's more lavender than, like, purple. Like, and I hate saying that. That seems like, like, what do you mean, guy? Lavender is purple. No. But when you see it, you're like, oh. yeah, I'm not sure that You're that's, not wowed by it. Yeah, I'm not like, wow, this, dude. The one for the Bulls right there, I was like, wow. That's gas. Like, that's, that's wow. got special written all over it. Right? You know? And then you look at this jazz one, and it's like, okay. I, I'm like, it's just not. It's not. Oh, my God. Look at that. You know what the difference hey, I noticed cool. too? Go back to the Bulls one. Uh-huh. Notice what they did with the seats in the Bulls one. See how the whole arena's red yes. and like the ribbons red and like yes. the scoreboard has what this is. Yes. The Jazz one, I felt like they just missed that. They detail. cut it short. This yeah. is a rendering. This is not, and I don't know if this is a rendering or an actual picture. I don't know, but the Bulls did a better job. And my, this is my point with the Jazz. They do just enough. They do just enough. And it's okay. It's not, it's not terrible. It's just okay. That that's what I would say about it. And I want it to be, I want it to be over the top. Yeah. You know. Uh Mike Smith, the red plays off the black. The purple does not play off the black as well. I would agree with that. But like generally with jazz uniforms, the purple typically plays off really well in the fan base. And, it does. And it and does. like again, not that Twitter is probably a great representation of the fan base, but but I didn't see a lot of positivity around this. In fact, what I saw more of was joking about how it wasn't highlight or yellow. Yeah. That's what I saw. There was a lot of people making that point. And so to me, like, I, I'd rather have the purple than the yellow. But but admittedly, like, 
you know, you look around some of these other designs and, and, and you think about, yeah, like some of them just look better because teams have different color schemes that happen to work better. Yeah. I don't even like the Celtics one. I don't like, Oh my God, the Celtics like, one is I, terrible. I don't like, you know, the Lakers one is just okay. I, you know, like there's not one that I'm like, dude, like, man, that's, the Bulls, the Bulls one, is, one is the best one in my opinion. Are you really telling like that is, I think, I don't think it's the best of the worst. I think that's really good. Yeah. I think that is really, really good. And the Jazz, sadly, it's one of the better ones. Yeah. But it's not, it's not close. All right. Prize picks, prizepicks.com. Here are my picks for tonight. And you guys, I'm telling you, get the link in the description below. Get the uh, 100% deposit matching. Do it. And come get it. Corbin Carroll for one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. I like it. He's won four straight for me. Sam Laporta's won three straight weeks for me as well. 46 and a half receiving yards. This one's going to be tough. Devontae Adams and Khalif Raymond combined for one touchdown. I, I So what you're saying is Devontae Adams needs to score say, a touchdown. I was going to say, come on, dude. And then... My guy, Snappy Twig, Gordon Hayward. Bro, the traitor? The, the the you know, traitor send a letter to the Players' Tribune guy? He's no Ollie Gordon, but he'll do. Right. Uh, I need five rebounds, mm -hmm. and he's a rebounding machine. I should be good with this. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I think I think overall you should be good. You flex play? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, flex play, you'll be fine there. I think I'm good to go. Yeah. I think I am good to go. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Am I winning tonight? Am I losing tonight? Where are you at on the prize picks? Prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Monty uh, to get a hundred percent deposit matching prize picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty show. Hook it up. Prizepicks.com. Hour number three of the Monty show presented by our good friends at the advocates. I love the advocates. You guys, they have supported this show since day one. Uh, I have known Matt Driggs and the guys at the Advocates for over a decade, and I just have so much respect for how much they care about their clients. And why I say that is, one, you guys know they give back to the communities they represent, whether it's homeless kids going back to school, whether it is bicycle drives. I mean, all the community activity that they do, they care about their community. But the other thing that I love about the Advocates is they they employ empathy. They understand where you're at and how you're feeling. They understand that when you get hurt at work, there is a certain insecurity that comes about you. When you're hit riding your motorcycle, they understand that fear, that helplessness, that major injury accident that you're in where you have a broken leg or you have a broken arm and you can't work because you were driving home from work and some idiot hit you. They understand that. And what the advocates do better than anybody else they have a solution for your situation, right? So if you've been in an accident and you're getting bill collectors, hey, give them to the advocates. The advocates are going to handle that. Your job won't call you back. Your workman's comp insurance won't call you back and you're not sure how you're going to pay your rent. Let the advocates handle that. They're here for you, man. And the best part is it costs you nothing out of pocket to work with the advocates. You never reach in your pocket to pay them. It's not the way the advocates work. They know that your first priority is getting healthy and getting back to the best version of yourself. So you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com where you can chat with an injury attorney right now for free. Doesn't cost you a penny. 
at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Mike Smith, Monty Show is going to pay the advocates to help with their claim today. Monty Show got a sprain uh, tainted over James and Ollie Gordon today, and it was on the job, so workers come. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, James on Twitter, Oak State fan James. Yeah, this is not Australia, James. This is different. Yeah. Okay. Oak State fan James came after us on Twitter saying that we won't respect Dolly Gordon. And this goes all the way back to us saying Dolly Gordon's not a Heisman contender. He's not. And today, he's still not. And if he goes in, in, and I know that Mike Gundy has said Bedlam doesn't matter and it's not more important than any other game on the schedule, you do you, Mullet. I'm a man. You do you. But keep lying to yourself in the fan base because you and I both know the Oklahoma game carries many, many, many more implications than just wins and losses. To send them off out of the Big 12 with a loss would be remarkable for Pokes fans. Correct. To say that this game doesn't matter any more than directional Alabama is ridiculous. To say that the Oklahoma game and Bedlam means not more than Iowa State is ridiculous. This is what college football is about. Big game football, big rivalry football. That's why we watch this game. That's why we care about this game. So the idea that Bedlam doesn't matter is absolutely ridiculous. And the idea that Ollie Gordon somehow is being disrespected across college football is ridiculous. It's not true. It's not accurate. And I don't understand why Oklahoma State fans want to pile on that mountain because it's just not true. There is nobody saying that Ollie Gordon's a bad running back. There is nobody saying that Ollie Gordon doesn't deserve all the credit that he has earned through his performance. But there's also nobody calling for him to win the Heisman Trophy. Nobody. There is nobody saying that, oh man, if Ollie Gordon doesn't win the Heisman Trophy, there shouldn't be a Heisman Trophy. Because that takes time. And that takes wins over quality opponents. And Oklahoma State doesn't have that. And the facts of the case are, Bo Nix beating Utah is far more worthy of a Heisman Trophy vote than Ollie Gordon. Facts. Now, if you go out and you beat Oklahoma this weekend, we'll have a completely different discussion. If he puts up 200 and a couple of scores against Oklahoma, we'll have a completely different discussion. But today, Michael Penix is far more deserving of the Heisman Trophy than Ollie Gordon is. They're not even in the same discussion. And as much as Oak State fans probably don't like that, it's the reality of it. Not a lot of people watch your games because you're not relevant, because you keep saying, that Bedlam doesn't matter. So if you go and beat Oklahoma, are we supposed to say it's some huge win? Because Mike Gundy keeps telling us that Bedlam doesn't matter and it's no, no big. Hey, man, they, they already beat West Virginia. It doesn't. Is that how we're supposed to? Because I just want to prepare. I just want to be ready. I want to be on message for the Pokes fans. <laughs> I want to be on message for Oklahoma State because that win over Oklahoma doesn't matter. It doesn't make you, maybe we just shouldn't put you guys in the Big 12 championship if you beat Oklahoma, because the game doesn't matter. Stop doing that. Stop being a victim. And I don't know why in Stillwater you guys want to be victims. I don't know why as an Oklahoma State fan you feel the need to be a victim. But my guess is because it's the beacon. 
that Mike Gundy has put out. That Oklahoma State's not good enough. Nobody likes us. Nobody respects us. And we're proud of the Iowa State game uh, more than we would be proud of the Oklahoma game. Because it's garbage. Now, nobody believes that bullshit, but maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. Because losing to Iowa State is not as important as beating Oklahoma. Agreed. And, and there's no way to spin that. There's no way to say and it I, does. And frankly, I'm surprised this is even controversial. I mean, it, honestly, you, like you're I, only saying this because you've gotten your ass whooped by Oklahoma repeatedly. It's been a scrimmage. The games haven't been close. I mean, you should be indicting Mike Gundy on the on just the the philosophy of, hey, we've lost a bunch of times to, to one team. Like, take Oklahoma out of it. If I said to you, hey, Mike Gundy is preaching, hey, we've lost to this team how many ever times in a row it's been. So now, instead of talking about that, I'm going to say, yeah, this game doesn't matter, dude. What, what's more important is that, you know, the games earlier in the season are a bigger deal because without those games, this game just doesn't matter or yeah. wouldn't matter. If I said that to you, you would be like, what? But the, the other thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is by trying to put Ollie Gordon in the Heisman race, you're disrespecting every other running back. Now, I believe he leads the conference in running after this weekend. He does. Right, which is fine. But... Either one of the Brookses, I mean, the leverage that Texas plays with every single week, come on, man. Like, I, I think you just need to be, you need to be more understanding of, of the things that you are saying. And, and it is really difficult for me that when you look at the way that Ollie Gordon's performed, like, the guy has been unbelievable the last month. Right. But I also think when you look at, I mean, why is nobody talking about Marcus Carroll? Oh, that's right. Cause he's at Georgia State and he's got 1,060 yards and 12 touchdowns in eight games. But nobody wants to talk about that because Ollie Gordon's going to win the Heisman Trophy right now. He's not. But if I look at Jonathan Brooks, are you telling me that Jonathan Brooks doesn't deserve more credit for the, for the performance he put, he has put, forward for Texas every game that Texas plays is for a college football playoff spot because every one of you guys you red asses like Texas isn't back see we told you Texas isn't you like you're celebrating and they still win and they're still in position with K-State TCU Iowa State and Texas Tech to go to the college football playoff now how fitting would it be if Ollie Gordon ran Oklahoma State to a Big 12 championship. That'd be amazing. Would be amazing. Next year, he'll be a Heisman Trophy candidate. Doesn't change the fact this year, though. Yeah. So, I, but I, I again, you know, I guess I'm just being a mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. Which Apparently. Is fine, which is fine. Apparently. I'm all and and I see that I see the tweet machine lighting up and I'm I'm not falling for it. Uh Aaron Wilson. Pew pew. Uh, Taj Brooks is better than Ollie. Oh boy. I, I, don't, I, I can't do that today. Sorry. Ain't got time for all that, man. <laughs> oh my God. Let's see. Uh, Aaron Wilson, correct. Still averaging a hundred plus yards. Uh, AAR Monty actually is a closet Oak state Cowboys fanboy. <coughs> you know me, <coughs> if I wasn't, you know, a fat old Mormon who's about to die, I'd wear a mullet. But yeah. It doesn't seem like it's worth it. So get your facts straight. You know? Um, you know, Jeremy Callahan, Iowa State robbed Gundy of a chance at a natty. That still stings for Coach Gun Gunderberger. Apparently. A natty. 
Okay. Uh, the eye patch. I haven't heard of Ollie Gordon for Heisman until today. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Ollie Gordon leads the universe in rushing. I think the entire world, <laughs> every division. You know what the other point, the other, the other problem is? Even if you lead college football in rushing, that doesn't mean you're a great Heisman Trophy candidate, right? Like, yeah, that means you're a great running back, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that that you know you're all of a sudden in that conversation. By the way, again, let me bring up the mullet, dude. The mullet himself said Ollie Gordon wouldn't be doing what he's doing without the offensive line. So instead of coming at us, look at your boy. And how is Audric Estime not as 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 deserving playing at Notre Dame, running for 12 touchdowns? Oh, that's right. Because Notre Dame's mid. <laughs> and he doesn't I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. The the argument. Yeah. Notre Dame, our mother. Audric Estime has 146 carries, 900 yards, and 12 touchdowns. The great Ollie Gordon, the single greatest running back in the history of college football. Ever. Ever. Uh, 141 carries, 1,087 yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns. I mean, Don't cow. talk to me about Oge. I'm an Ollie guy. Yeah, I'm an Ollie guy. Okay, so can we just please settle down? Uh, that'd be great. If we could just recognize. Should we have a moment of silence? No. <laughs> Now that's going too far. Uh, Bryce Martin, if Gundy can't get his team ready and fired up to play this game, I don't know what to say. Your last chance to beat OU at home. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Taj Brooks hitting every game 100-plus average. Dude, he's no Ollie Gordon, but he'll do. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, Goose Fraba, hold it down. We're working uh, We're working here. Okay. Okay, hold it down. Uh, I mean, I... I get that kind of talk from Witt on playing BYU, but Gundy against his conference rival is not acceptable. Now. No. And that's the Hell no. that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's just tone deaf to your fan base. And I don't think he cares. I really don't think he cares. I, seriously. Uh, Dakota Tubbs. Ali's not in the same ballpark as the other Heismans at the same ballpark. It's in the same league and ain't even in the same effing sport. Why, Ollie, what you doing over there? The softball complex, sir. It's Division One football! No. Uh, AAR, Monty really admires Coach Gundy, running back Ollie, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. I, I mean, it's all I care about. Yeah. It's all I care about. Right. And, you know, cougar tails like James. Uh, a running back hasn't won the Heisman since Derrick Henry in 2015. It's rare for anyone other than a Q-back, Q, Q, hello, hello, QB to win the Heisman lately. But you look at how important the quarterbacks become in football. Yeah. It's more important now than it used to be. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Kim Coulter, eat your heart, Monty and Jake. I'm on the rage. I'm on the Ironwood range here at Anthem Country. Wow. Let's go. Okay. I like it. You got big rounds of golf this week. I got, see, it's easy. It's cold here. It was like, I woke up this morning and it was 22 degrees driving to the gym. Left my house <laughs> at 520 with glass cutters. And uh, <laughs> um, it was cold. I went to the, I went to go to the range on Saturday. It was 32 degrees and a howling breeze. And I was like, nah, bro. Waves in opposition. Uh, nah, man. Nah, bro. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Ollie Gordon is the best two-way player in the NCAA and he doesn't even play defense. No. And he's a great receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's no Travis Hunter, but he'll do. Yeah. 
Phil Benzer, Boise State running back uh, is good, but it's taboo to talk about G5 here. How dare you? <laughs> well, you're still playing for the pro rata you deserve if you're a G5, right? The pro rata you deserve. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, don't, you know. The other thing about Ollie Gordon and Jonathan Brooks, too, they're both sophomores. So we got time. We got time. It's just, it. you know, the problem for, like, Taj Brooks is a senior. You know, you look at uh, Amoni Bailey. He's a junior. You got some quality in the Big 12 for now. That's what I'll say. But, hey, you know what, man? Ollie Gordon aside, it's fine. True, but less than 30 carries in the first two games and in in big moments, the ball is taken out of Taj's hands. Yes. 100%. And we went over this last week. Yeah. We went over this last week. Like, it's it's not even a, you know. It, it anyway ar ollie gordon future heisman trophy winner probably not <laughs> probably not uh Bijan robinson was the best running back for two years and never got an invite to new york absolutely because running backs don't win it yeah you know if you look at you know little kyler or you know caleb williams clearly the best player in college football last year clearly and he played at usc and you look at bo nix one of the best players in college football, and he plays at Oregon. I I think it hurts you unless you're USC. I think it'd be very difficult for any – there's a lot of brands in the Pac-12 who don't have access to the Heisman Trophy. You don't – and I think Oklahoma State's one of those teams, especially when you're telling everybody, ah, oh, this game doesn't matter. Bedlam doesn't matter. Bedlam. Bedlam. The last running back – to be top three in the Heisman was Bryce Love in 2017. God, I forgot about Bryce Love. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Christian McCaffrey in 2015. Dude, bro. One of the greatest seasons ever. Come on. Uh, OG Gary, Blake Corum will run rings around Ollie. Come on, man. Blake Corum makes. Okay, we don't need to go that deep. We, we, we don't need to be doing, oh, yeah, this guy's going to embarrass Corum, him. Blake Corum makes Kyler Murray look like a seven footer. Let's settle down. Let's let's settle down. Uh Kevin the Destroyer. Gundy has beat OU three times in 20 years, which is why he hates the game. <laughs> well I don't want Bethlehem's not important. <laughs> Listen, we got an inner squad scrimmage uh coming up next spring. Yeah, that's the orange game. And that's black. far more important than Bethlehem. Boss Frog, good afternoon, Boss Frog. Oh, hello, sir. Coming uh Boss Frog's here, Jake. Uh, coming from family who's closely tied to Oklahoma State, Bedlam is the most important game of the year. Oklahoma State can go 11-1, and one, and if that one loss is Oklahoma, it will overshadow the season, especially this year. That's my point. That, And I love Mike Gundy for a lot of things. Like, this coaching job this year has been sensational. Yeah. But you keep ringing the bell. Screw screw Oklahoma. Get them out of the league. They don't want to be here. We don't want to. You don't want to play Oklahoma because they kick your ass year after year after year. Again and again. But to your fan base, this game matters. This game's important. I agree with Boss Frog. This is the game. This is the game. It's all that matters. You beat, hey man, they could go. One in 11. And as long as you beat Oklahoma for that one win, give the mother a contract extension. Yeah. Comb his mullet, sir. 
He beat Oklahoma. Never. I should move on. How did Oklahoma? Anyway, screw you, James. Do you see what you did to this show? Vexes me. This is why you did that. Terribly vexed. I'm playing reverse psychology and pissing off people in droves. Master troller. Maybe. Dakota Tubbs. Monty is such an Oak State homer. Totally. Right. Uh, Boss Frog. Hi, Jake. Hey, buddy. How are you, bro? Uh, Jim Choi. Marvin Harrison will win the Heisman Trophy before Gordon. Well, Marvin Harrison, he's retired from the Indianapolis Colts. So I don't know how that's going to happen. But hey, we hey, the hey, Fountain you know? of Youth isn't. Oh, you mean the. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Got my bad. Texas, me. We're, we're, you know, kismet. Uh, Jimmy Otson, QBs are overrated. Ollie Gordon for president and secretary of state. Four more years. Yeah. Secretary of the Army because he knows how to ground and pound. I'm going to say this again. Bryce Martin. Bro, next year's holy war is going to be nasty. Years of pent-up anger, resentment about to come crashing down. As though you were earthquaking and the bag gave away. <clears throat> the cack. Nothing. <laughs> I, I can't even. What, what am I supposed to say to that? Like. I had so many BYU fans on Twitter over the weekend. And I think in the comments section on YouTube, I don't even know what soaking is. What's he talking about? My what? fucking ass. What is he talking don't about? Tell me you don't know what soaking and earthquaking are. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't, 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 dude. You're in denial. Soaking. You're no Oak State fan, but you're in denial. What do you got stains on a white t shirt? Are y they yeah. the yeah. holy grail of underpants? Yeah. Soak them in bleach. Well. Oh, that's what you mean, soaking. It's so funny. You know what soaking is. Jim Choi, Bucky Irving from Oregon runs harder. That's what your mom said. Uh, oh! Je oh! <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, Ollie Gordon will be uh, like Ted DiBiase and make his own belt. Okay. What are you, Aaron Rodgers? Ooh. I'll tell you. Uh, I, you would think. All right, can we talk some uh, NFL, please? Real quick. No, no, no. Real quick. Oh, dear. Let's talk about this. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Did you get the pictures? You didn't. No, I didn't. Chicken and a biscuit. Everyone knows what they look like. You so you guys know the uh, Houston uh, Oiler uniform thing, right? Yeah. And you guys understand that the Houston Cougars are using the Houston Oilers retro powder blues. So the NFL decided, nah, hell no, bro. Mm -hmm. That's not, we're not going to do that. We're going to drop a cease and desist on the Houston Cougars because we want them to stop using the Houston Oiler throwback scheme. And I would agree the colors are very similar. And somebody said to me on Twitter, bro, that's ridiculous. You can't sue for colors and okay well it's true that colors don't make up a trademark right uh but do you have more money than the nfl has or are they you know or you know so you want to go to court you want to fight the legal battle over this uniform right here because the biggest problem is and nobody wants to talk about this it doesn't matter if you can win you can't afford to lose yes Dude, right? Yes, right. You can't, you can't go to court against the NFL. You're, you're on not this. going to court against a multi-billion-dollar business every single year. You're not doing that. You don't have that kind of bread. You're not, you're not that guy, pal. So why fight the power? 
And we we actually talked about this on the showroom. Like this was always going to be a problem because Houston, in my opinion, those colors belong in Houston. Here's the problem, though. They also belong to the Tennessee oh. Titans. And look, it's you guys, stop it. it it's it's identical. Who are we kidding? But look they have at the, white arm sleeves instead of red, bro. But one on. of the things people point out is the armband on the shoulder of at Houston. Well, it's a band. It's actually across the shoulder pad. It are you serious? That's the same uniform. But bro, it says Houston on it. It doesn't matter. Number one, could the NFL win this fight in court? Probably not. But you can't afford to lose the fight. No, you cannot afford the attorneys. You fees. can't take the risk. And and again. I want to remind you, we talked about this on the show, and I told you these colors belong in Houston. Nobody knows the Tennessee Oilers, nor should you. And I don't care that Will Levis won the Heisman Trophy yesterday over Ollie Gordon. Oh, wait. Wrong show. Anyway, the point is, I don't care that Will Levis wore the Tennessee Oilers uniform and looked unbelievable doing it. Those are the Houston Oilers. The city of Houston deserves that colorway but you can't afford to go and get it. And that's the sad reality of the situation. I admire Houston, the Cougs, for doing this. And it's a good-looking uniform at the college level. Because you know what this says? That you are in touch with your home. That's what this says. You understand the emotional, soulful connection the city of Houston has to that uniform, that colorway. But I warned you, as soon as this was announced, you were getting sued by the NFL. You were getting sued, and now it's come to fruition. And I don't think the the Cougs will fight it at all. I really don't. Yeah, I I, I just completely agree. I I just don't think you don't want to go to war against the NFL, dude. Balake. That's not. Yeah, you're you you're just not that. You're not winning that. And I don't care who you. I are. promise you. I promise you. Houston deserves. Houston is even earned. That's meaningless. It means nothing. Those are the Tennessee Oilers now, and it's really a bummer. It's really a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, say what you want. The Cougs deliver Houston like SMU delivers Dallas. Damn. Stop. Stop it. Houston is a really good football town. Houston's a really good football town. Hundo P. AAR, UCLA Bruins had so many free rushers versus Colorado Buffalo. People should check stands for spies. Boy, Shador took a beating. Mm-hmm. And then they stole their jewelry. H- how? Um, Matt Riley, Oilers will just need drag on proceedings to make it cost too much for Houston. Yeah, it's easy. It's very easy. It's easy. And you're in, and that mark doesn't belong to the Tennessee Oilers. It belongs to the NFL first and the NFL will fight the battle for the team. So, uh, Boyd Lake, I'm betting there are very good attorneys in Houston that will take this case pro bono. I doubt that. I doubt that, uh, Tennessee Titans are Houston Oilers. No, they're not. They'll never be. They'll never be. I'm I, And I, I know this is probably nitpicky. The Tennessee Titans are not the Houston Oilers. They're not. And I don't care what anybody says. Like, I, I had people arguing with me that this is the same thing as the Baltimore Colts move into Indianapolis. They're still the Indianapolis Colts. You're the Tennessee Titans. You're not the Tennessee Oilers. You're not the Houston Oilers. That's dead. Stop trying to tell me, bro. Hey, this is the Cleveland Browns. They're just in the Baltimore Ravens. Well, how come they're not called the Cleveland Browns? Oh, wait, they are. And what uniforms do they wear? The same one they've worn since the Cleveland Browns were originally founded. It's not the same thing. No. 
Not even close. I, I they're the Indianapolis Colts wear the same uniform in the same colorway that they did in Baltimore. And now you have the Baltimore Ravens who are a completely different organization. Do you see the Baltimore Ravens going, well, we want to be the Indianapolis Colts? You don't. You do not. There is a new team in Houston. They're called the Texans. They deserve to own that colorway. They do. They absolutely do. I only wish they'd have been called the Houston Oilers because then it wouldn't even been a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's frustrating to me. Yeah, people want it their way, not the right way. Anyway. Uh, Boss Frog, NFL is picking on the Cougs. They didn't say anything when the Rockets wore the powder blue unis. Rice warned them as well. I think. But nobody gives a damn about Rice. Yeah. Who cares? And the Rockets are basketball, so I don't think they care. It's it's disappointing. This We shouldn't even be having this conversation. I don't know. Boss, you know Houston. I mean, like, it is just. That belongs in Houston. Uh, it, it makes me crazy. Mike Smith deserves not uh, deserves got nothing to do with it. You got to earn it. It's got nothing to do with it. AAR, Kansas City Chiefs, number three rival behind the Raiders and Broncos, Houston Oilers. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Those were the days. Those were the days, man. Those were the days where, remember the, the Astronome and playing on concrete and. Dude. You know, I, I feel bad for those guys. Bad those News Bears. Remember the Bad News Bears at the Astrodome? Bud Adams. Like, those were the days. Now, they're not the Dallas Cowboys with a dominant quarterback. A Heisman Trophy soon-to-be winner in Dak Prescott. I should stop. Uh, Dak Prescott dominated for the Dallas Cowboys. And Jake won't tell you that. Because much like, you know, I hate Ollie Gordon. Jake hates Dak Prescott. Right. Did Dak have a good game yesterday, Jake? Yeah. He, I mean, he played well. I mean, it's indoor. I would expect him to play well. Obviously, it's at home, mm. you know. Yeah, he had a good game. He had a very good game. He carried the Dallas Cowboys. And I think when you look at that performance yesterday, how can you say that the Dallas Cowboys winning in that fashion? And I understand the Rams are not the Rams. Totally get it. You, Dak Prescott was four and one touchdowns to interceptions. Cooper Rush actually got to play in this game. It was a laugher. They ran for 102 yards. Dak threw for 304. Four touchdowns. He dominated. This is the game you've been waiting for. Now, I think the bigger story for the Dallas Cowboys is the Philadelphia Eagles. Because you look at what the schedule looks like. Oh, that's right. You're at Philadelphia next Sunday. Who knew? Yep. Jalen Hurts is suffering. Jalen Carter's got a back injury. <clears throat> this, this Cowboy team has a chance to beat a backsliding Philadelphia Eagles team. And I think it is imperative that they do that. Yeah, I mean, you got to have it. You, you know, the Cowboys are 5-2. and two, You know, Philly 7-1. and one. You got to have this game. Uh, yeah, but Philly doesn't look like seven and one to me. Yeah, but it doesn't. But it, it doesn't matter what they look like. It matters where you are. I mean, right? Like, like this is one where you're right. You've got this one at their place, and then December tenth, they're at your place. So, if you can win this one, then go beat the Giants, go beat the Panthers, go beat the Commanders, go yeah. beat the Seahawks, and then meet them again. And so then. What are we talking about? You will have been six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and two heading into a divisional game to decide the NFC East. 
that's what you want. That's what we're playing for. So it all starts this coming weekend. And I give Dak a lot of credit. Absolutely, you want to have a ball out, feel good about it game heading heading to Philly. I completely agree with that. And he absolutely delivered. There's no question about it. And I don't want to hear about how oh, the Rams aren't the Rams. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Rams are still respected. I agree the Stafford injury really guts them. There's no question about it guts them. But yeah. ultimately, the, the Cowboys could have won that game by one point, but they didn't. They won it by a whole heck of a lot of points, dude. I, and and, I, yeah. and I'm not a huge Dak guy. I don't think that Dak can win the huge game you need him to win. He can't go in and win that big game. Wow. But again, we're going to find out. We're going to find out because, again, if you want to have any chance at winning this division, you have to beat the Philly uh, or the Eagles this coming week. It has to. You have to do it or it's over. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's no doubt that you, to beat Philadelphia, you're going to have to get a good night's sleep. And to do that, you need to go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Um, you know. Um, uh, it's you, some of your best material. You're just saying. I, I mean, uh, you guys, you don't have to snore. You don't have to put up with your spouse snoring or your partner snoring. I'm telling you that the number one feedback I've gotten is that, hey, if I can stop snoring, I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to feel better. I was talking to a dude over the weekend who was asking me about how difficult it is to get this mouthpiece molded. And I said, it's not. They do it for you. Like, you don't have to do that stuff. They're going to create a custom mouthpiece for you to move your lower jaw forward so that your airway is open. It's going to help you stop snoring. We've heard so many people that said, I took this sleep study. I had no idea how much I snored. I had no idea. And you you get this mouthpiece made that your health insurance is going to cover. It's going to change your life. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy. Your wife is going to come back and sleep in the same bed as you because you're not snoring like a freight train or vice versa. Your husband and, and you can sleep in the same bed. Like I'm telling you, man, it's game changing. And the best part is it's not a CPAP machine. It's not something big that you have to wonder how you're going to travel it. And the other thing I would say is you guys, Snoring and sleep apnea, while they are linked, they are not the same thing. And just because you snore doesn't mean you have sleep apnea, right? And when you look at the overwhelming damage that sleep apnea does to you, whether it is brain damage because you're not getting enough oxygen, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not getting REM sleep, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, they have it. It is a free sleep study. They give you a ring and a chest monitor. You sleep in that one night, you go back in and they tell you, hey, you snored this much. You have sleep apnea. You stop breathing here. Because every time you go to bed with sleep apnea, it could be the last time you go to bed. You may never wake up. It's that serious. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. We're not talking about guys winning the Heisman Trophy. We're talking about life and death. That's why you go to Sound Sleep Medical. I want you to do it. It's free to get a sleep study. Please go and sign up. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Um, obviously we'd like to send you to Las Vegas to see the Raiders and the now Kirk Cousinless Minnesota Vikings. The Raiders. We're talking about in a minute, but Raiders and Vikings, uh, December 10th, you get tickets to the game for two hotel at the, uh, Tropicana for two or at the Flamingo for two, excuse me, dinner for two at Mastro's ocean club. Uh, we're going to sit you in the treehouse, and you get, you're going to get a really good experience. Phenomenal. It's going to be amazing. Um, we give you a $200 Visa gift card to get you there, and it is all presented by Sound Sleep Medical. Here's how it works. If you are a member of our show and you're in our members-only exclusive content group on Instagram and you sign up for a free sleep study, you get 25 entries for everybody else's one. If you are a 
$1.99 entry-level member of our show, and you sign up for his free sleep evaluation, you get 10 entries for everybody else's one. And if you're not a member and you don't want to be, sign up for a sleep study. We're going to enter you to win the trip. It's that simple, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical, soundsleepmedical-.com-monty. Uh, whoa, comment dumb. Uh, Gary Wolf, Travis is really glad uh, Taylor wasn't there to see this debacle yesterday. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That was that was outright embarrassing. You looked uninterested. Uh, I don't give a damn if Patrick Mahomes was uh, sick or had the flu or whatever. Man. I don't care. You were out there and look like trash, and that's not good enough, man. And I know you play in a division full of teams that have no business being on the same football field as you, but that doesn't make it okay to go no, out and do what not. you did. And I'm tired of this cute little story. Oh, Taylor wasn't there, so Travis isn't going to play as well. And when Taylor's there, he averages 100 yards a game. Well, maybe Taylor's a distraction. How about that? Maybe Taylor's not the best thing that's ever happened to the organization. What? Maybe this guy and the rest of the club on offense specifically should be more motivated to go get the job done. This is the difference between Tom Brady and the Patriots in their prime and Patty Mahomes and the Chief in their prime. It's the difference. Every single year, what did I get? Every single year, I got your best. Hyped. And sometimes that wasn't that didn't work out for you. Sometimes, hey, sometimes you lost. But I didn't get uninterested, just not playing well, sleepwalking through the game, garbage football at certain points. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point. I, I, that was shocking yesterday shocking yesterday in Denver, the Broncos doing exactly what they should have done playing Taylor Swift, shake it off. Yeah. Damn right. Is what it is. Dakota Tubbs. Funny enough. I'm working on a design for the Mastros in Lake Tahoe. Let's go. Dude, Mastros is where it's at, man. Let's go. I like it a lot. All right. A couple of non-sports stories. Then we have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, Jake. Yeah. It is national candy corn day. Mm. What is your favorite candy? Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I I think candy corn is not nearly my favorite candy. In fact, I am I would say candy corn is garbage. <clears throat> I think that that man, that's really tough. I mean, it depends what you consider candy because if we're going to go, you know, hey, candy bars candy, then I'm going to tell you the last month my favorite candy's been a Hershey's white chocolate candy bar because I love white chocolate. But if we're saying candy corn style food is candy, then that narrows it down, and I'm probably going peanut butter M&Ms because obviously it's me. I mean, who are we kidding, right? I love peanut butter. So, yeah, I mean, I, I National Candy Corn Day, obviously it's the 30th. You know, you're all doing your trick-or-treating tonight. Don't, don't give me candy corn as a trick-or-treating gift, okay? Don't be that guy that opens the door and says, you know what, here's a pile of little uninteresting, not fulfilling candy corn give me candy bars so top candy bars for me snickers bar straight up og undefeated unbeatable right now i've been on like i said white hershey's chocolate candy bar i'm also a big fan of peanut butter snickers not a fan of whatchamacallit's not a fan of paydays not a fan of butterfingers it's a very select list so for me yeah i think my favorite candy would be would be the white Hershey's chocolate candy bar. 
But I'm curious, what do you guys consider candy? Because I, 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 I got to be honest with you. Now that we know that Skittles are killing people and they're banned in California, now that we know that like anything that's got food coloring in it is not good for us, I've cut back. I'm not doing Skittles. I haven't done Kit Kats. I haven't done like Reese's Pieces. I love Reese's Pieces. That's probably my favorite straight up candy. I haven't been. I haven't had Reese's Pieces in I don't know how long. I mean, it's been it's been a long time, huh? disgusting it is disgusting yeah it is disgusting i want i want reese's pieces every single day the problem is is that they're killing people confection peanut butter is disgusting yeah but you 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 know it tastes good don't tell me it doesn't taste good okay real quick bathroom story here we again. go here we go see do you see what happens there's a child laying on the floor under the sink sleeping in the bathroom right now that's the weirdest thing i think i've ever seen i knew today would be shitty yeah anyway don't get out of bed we get it Whew uh reese's pieces are gross no they're not and I, yes they are no. i'm confection no. peanut now having said no, that no, no. having said that the best candy in the business of course is a snickers bar but again i need to answer this question are candy bars are considered candy yes okay okay you want to exclude candy bars if we're because i put candy bars in their own category okay then twix is the best candy that's a candy bar <laughs> i know that was sweet Anyway, uh, I would say Swedish Fish are up there. Mm -hmm. Mike and Ike's are up there. Certainly. But the coloring in Mike and Ike's is terrible for you. Um, I just don't eat a lot. I eat one candy. It's it's Snickers bars. I am so opposed anymore because a bunch of this research has come out now that says that Marshawn Lynch is going to die imminently because of Skittles. I'm Shiva, the god of death. Um, <laughs> you look at the color red. One, the red coloring is supposedly terrible for you. Um, and so I really struggle with, like, I love Twizzlers. I love licorice. Can't do it. Yeah. I love Mike and Ike's. Can't do it. I love Swedish fish. Can't do it. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my God. There's something called Sour Strips. Have you guys found Sour Strips yet? Sour Strips are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. I am telling you right now. It's amazing. Uh, Jim Choi just bought some baklava at Costco. They're great. Baklava at Costco? Really? Um, AAR says Tootsie Rolls. Mm. Dude, when I was a kid, I used to eat Tootsie Rolls like it was chaw. Used to love that. Um, let's see. Dakota Tubbs. This is the programming that we're actually here for. Yeah, screw it's Ollie, no Ollie Gordon. Gordon, but it'll screw do. Screw Ollie Gordon. Yeah, I know what time it is. Gumby, Monty had to hope Monty had a good pee. Dude, can I just tell you real quick? I don't know what it is. I am just by the gallon right now. Every uh, about every two and a half, three hours. Did we add a new supplement to the stack? Did we? What, no. What's dude. the change? Something's different. BCAs Something's and different. six point creatine in the morning for workout from Bucked Up. Bucked Up. Yeah, creatine should not make you pee. No. And I'm just like a racehorse, dude. And it's not. You know the the funny thing about this is it's not a little bit. It is like gallons you th like last night in the middle of the night i got up twice to pee and i felt like i stood there for an hour and it, i'm like dude you done do you try to keep yourself asleep while you pee yes like, as close as you can yeah i try not to get out of bed yeah and then i know but like while you're standing over the bowl do you close your eyes no you but don't. i don't turn the lights on i have a toilet bowl light yeah but i'm like looking down being like yo bro you done come on let's go like and it just keeps, yeah it just keeps going <laughs> It just keeps, and then there's the issue with it being like sprinkler, like it's the middle of the night, right? And 
but it's just a gallon. And what do you, I, okay, what do you think it is? I think I'm probably drinking a lot of water right now, although I don't know that I've had a single sip of my water today. Mm-hmm. But I think I drink. I have two bucked up energy drinks every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 40 ounces of water. I drink 20 ounces of water first thing in the morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have, I think, I don't know how much that tall cup is, but it's like 20, 22 ounces of water. With BCAs and six-point creatine. Yeah, you just got to back down the water consumption before bed, dude. You got to give yourself a chance. I have I try. I, I don't know. And, and I'm not complaining because the pounds are falling off of me right now. Like, the I'm the, well, all of my clothes the, are ginormous. If you're peeing a ton, you're going to lose weight. Dude, my my clothes are all gigantic. I don't... I look like I just... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, um, my clothes are massive. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, green M&M's is hot. Really? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Wilson, I had a bad, bad allergy to red food coloring 40. Do you really? Hmm. Don't eat it. Dakota Tubbs, sour strips stay hard. I'm telling you, Dude. sour strips are amazing. Yes. They're amazing. Ron Nolan, Jake, you seem like a big hunk guy. A big hunk guy. Ron, stay hard. Some of your comments are very interesting. Yeah. Uh, AR Jolly Ranchers. Nah, bro. I'm not a Jolly Rancher guy. Uh, Boyd Lake, sugar daddies. What's a sugar daddy? I'm not, I'm not playing your game. Aaron Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Love baklava. Okay. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls are so good. Oh, they're good. Milk duds. Really? Okay. Uh, Jim Choi, everything is bad, but human life expectancy has increased dramatically the past 100 years. Dude, there's nothing good for you. There's nothing. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? Um, Yeah, seriously. Uh, Shrinking prostate? No, I don't think so. No. I had that all checked out, got the thumb in the rectum, like all that good stuff. Hugh Janus. And it's not. It's not at all, but I'm telling you, man, it's. And it it's not all the time. Yeah. And I don't know that it, if it's weight loss or working out more. Cold? What about the cold? The temperature outside? It's been cold at night. I wonder. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I usually, I have always, since I can remember, gotten up and gone to the bathroom one time every night. But I, I don't know why it is. I don't know. And, hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ron Nolan, white chocolate is not candy. White wax, not cocoa. cocoa. It is. It is. In the mix. Cold weather is linked to peeing more. It absolutely is. As we tend to sweat less and as a result of, uh, as a result, lose less flu- fluid through sweating, we produce more urine when it's cold. Okay. It's been cold here, man. It has been very much Very cold. Uh, Harry Austin says Jake is very demanding. How am I demanding, yeah, bro? I don't know. OG Gary, you need to drink a lot of water with creatine. I do drink a lot of water. Probably not enough. Uh, Mike Smith, that's called getting older. I have a bladder of an old woman and a prostate of an older man. I am past, <coughs> I'm a pissing machine. Yeah, apparently. It, but it, it's just, it's odd to me. I don't know. It's annoying as hell. Yeah, I would be so annoyed if that happened to me at night. And sometimes I don't get up at all. I sleep straight through the, I'll tell you what, Saturday night. Tell you what. Me and Mrs. Monty went on a golfing date. Came home, watched a couple episodes of Suits after football was over, went to bed, slept like a baby. I have not slept till 7.30, and I don't know how long. I was asleep, asleep. And she had, Mrs. Monty had this Peloton ride. 
this Tabata Peloton ride, whatever the hell that is. Man, that what the like hell torture. is that, man? Sounds like torture. Uh, so she gets up and the ride's at eight and we're like, oh, it's 7.30. And you're like in a panic because we're usually up at five o'clock every day. It's wild. Even on the weekends. You I'm guys up at are six. crazy. I don't know how you get up that early on the weekend. Though. Well, because it makes Monday hell. And today was, I, I slept. Cause I got up twice to go pee last yeah, night. You didn't get, you didn't, today wasn't hard because of Saturday. Today was hard cause you didn't sleep well. Yeah. And I need to be, I'm so undisciplined about going to bed. All right. Can we talk about candy G's? Yeah, I dude. Jerk. Jeff Woodworth. My favorite candy is my enemy's tears. Delicious. Wow. Stay hard. Okay. Uh, Dakota tubs, James, if you don't constantly complain about your team, then the Monty's talk, then the monies they'll talk nice about your team it's not that you can't no i'm it, it, james no dude you don't put up the tweet that james put up and think like oh yeah which I, is the other thing i don't understand why are you going on twitter and tagging us you yeah like trying well to get after us show. on on twitter man like what do you what were you think like what part of because again james put a tweet up today uh where he basically said that we were disrespecting ollie gordon and it's like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, like wh what, what in the actual hell are you talking about? I'm not asking for a lot. I simply want people to admit Ollie Gordon is a good running back. You should delete that tweet, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen. That's one of the dumbest, like, so don't say like, oh yeah, you guys just won't say anything. This isn't the free pass show. Nah, it's fine. Mrs. Monty says electrolytes. Oh, you've been taking you. Ah, uh, that's what it is. She's you know those electrolyte packets she's been giving you. Yeah, the hydration packets. Uh -huh. That's probably why you're peeing a lot. Yeah. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's probably well, why you're peeing Gatorade a lot. Well, we drink Gatorade Zero every day. Yeah, I didn't drink any Gatorade over the. You drink Gatorade over the weekend? Yes. Yeah, that's also why. Yeah. Yep, that's why. Yeah. Hundred percent. It makes. I, I probably need more. My wife just hammers me over the head with it, and thankfully she does. I need more electrolytes. It just is what it is. Favorite candy, Reese's Cups. 100%. No, you need to drink electrolytes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Ollie Gordon? Uh, oh, honey, 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 honey. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. OG Gary, Twix, Snickers, Sour Patch, Watermelon. Damn, you got Twix over Snickers, bro? No, come on. Uh, big league chew nerds, nerds, rope, sour rope, dude. I'm telling you, if you guys do not know about sour strips, the candy name is sour strips. It will, it, they're so good. They're so good. Uh, chocolate covered raisins or almonds. In, indeed. She says, muff. <laughs> my wife just dropped an MF or bomb on my. <laughs> dude. MF or BCAs are not electrolytes. I drink a Gatorade Zero pretty much every day. I I do. Hello, man. I need to just, it's fine. Ron Nolan, your doctor gave you the thumb job, theoretically. Uh, OG Gary, caffeine will make you pee a lot. Oh, well, then that's true. I need to go home. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Gary Wolf, sounds stupid, but I still love Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth is good. That's not stupid at all. Baby Ruth is good. Very good. When Harbaugh says a wee fence, he means all 11 players, coaches it's a in the fence. You, you you're sure. Thank, man, thank. We know what he means. 
We know what he means. We know what he means. It's, you know, uh, AR Butterfingers. Sometimes. It's kind of mid. Uh, Dakota, Brondo has what plants crave. It has electrolytes. What's Brondo? Uh, Twix is above God tier. No, no, no. Twix, no, Twix over dude. Snickers, dude. Twix, I agree, is top three for sure, but it is not above God tier. Wow. See, that's your Louisiana roots coming in, man. Wow. Come on now, dude. Be better. Uh, Matt Riley, best candy, crunch a bunch. Never heard of it. Mrs. Monty was typing and then stopped typing. Oh dear. Oh my. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh my. Oh dear. Oh my. Uh bucked up doesn't get electrolytes. Oh, dude, they have one of the oh, best. Yes, they, they have a, they have a product called IV mm-hmm. that is Mrs. Monty uses it. And it is it's it's very good. <laughs> I thought when she said that you had been having electrolytes, she meant that you were so hydrated that you were gonna pee a lot. That's no. not what she meant. <laughs> no. I believe she said, Hey, idiot, drink more electrolytes. <laughs> Pretty much what she said. Uh, Boyd Lake Caddyshack cured me of Baby Ruth. Yeah, I was never. I never got into Baby Ruth, man. I it's really. Uh, what, but what about uh, Mounds and Almond Joy? Yeah, I love good. coconut. Yeah, too. those are good. Mrs. Monty has got me hooked on. So I eat a lot of steel cut oats. She has me hooked on these coconut shavings <laughs> you put in the oats. Coconut shavings, blueberries, and peanut butter. One cup of oats gas main it is so good so good immaculate uh says frozen snickers is number one i worry about hurting my teeth yes so my doctor has has been very my dentist back in phoenix was this little filipino lady the little people dude this little filipino lady um she was telling me that nobody should be eating she she mentioned like peanut butter captain crunch Jolly Ranchers, and she said, "Frozen anything, don't eat frozen anything." <laughs> All right, okay. But ugh, frozen Snickers in the summer, Gumby Twix greater than Tay Tay greater than Snickers. Okay, Starburst are so good. The yeah, pink Starburst, not, dude. Red, come on, no, come on, red, pink all day. Red. The problem again, it's food coloring. Yeah, but what, dude? You think the pink is good for you? No, no. <laughs> None of this shit is good for you. <laughs> I were I don't eat much sugar on the regular. I do not. My sugar comes from fruit usually. Again, Mrs. Monty is the better half. Apples. Well, we had great red grapes over the weekend. Yeah. They were a little firm. Uh, had some pretty good strawberries. Like fruits and vegetables is where you should get most of your sugar from. But I'm a fool for a Snickers bar. But it's what I love about Bucked Up. No, none of their stuff has sugar in it. Yeah. I, that's why I love it. Twix needs to be bigger. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, Jim, yes. I used to eat Reggie Jackson chocolate bars in the 70s. Remember those commercials? No, I don't actually. Come on, man. Gary Wolf, Butterfingers is only good in a DQ blizzard. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm dude. I'm kind of over the bar. I'm kind of over the bar. Um, Three Musketeers used to love it, but I think I'm just old. That's what it, that, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, I really think about, now I'm 50, I think about the next 50 and getting to 100. Yeah. And so we were in the store yesterday. Cohen Wiley, shout out to you at at, uh, Harmon's. 
in the uh, on Mountain View, the Mountain View corridor. That's Cohen, a nice ass. My guy too. Cohen bagging for us. Um, yeah, bagging. Did I tell you about the guy who said no. hello to me in the bathroom? No, <laughs> bro. I'm at the outlets yesterday. Real quick before I get to the scolded by Mrs. Monty story. <laughs> um, I was at the outlets up at uh, Thanksgiving Point yesterday. Yeah, and of course, guess what I had to do? I had to pee. What? <laughs> Walk all the way to the back of the outlet. There's a an atrium atrium with a big ass bathroom in there. Okay. And I'm like doing this turbo walk. <laughs> Cause like, yo, bro. Dude, it's, it's coming. coming. We coming. <laughs> so like I, I get to the urinal and this guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, you're the Monty show. <laughs> and I said to him, Yeah, and I'm taking a piss. It's just like <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awkward. It's awkward. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I do the hand wash thing, fist bump, and I leave. Oh, my God, dude. The That's only place I don't answer. come up to me. <laughs> hey, you're the Monty show, man. Yeah, and I'm taking a piss. That's what I said. <laughs> like, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Okay, so Mrs. Monty scolded you. Yeah, we were at, we were at the grocery store. And one of the things I'm a sucker for. Mm-hmm. Is the marsh chocolate covered marshmallow candy from Russell Stover? And I'm like, but there's marshmallow. She's like, no, <laughs> no. So I, she did not allow me to ind- indulge, but I love those. So candy. don't even think about messing with me. Uh, and then you guys, then you guys, uh, let's see. Immaculate says, fair point, Monty. Maybe just a heavily refrigerated, dude. Just, I, refrigerated Snickers is gas. So somebody breaks my balls over how I eat certain things. Snickers bars, I like to chew the chocolate around the bar hey, first. Itchy, dude. I, and I, I'm thankful for my wife because I can, you know, the, the two-piece Snickers bars where there's like a two-pack out in the same, it's two things, two bars. The cack. The, <laughs> the point is I can eat one and then give the other one to my wife. Yeah. Which I always appreciate because two's too many. One's not enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, one's not, yeah, it's kind of a package deal. Uh, before we get out of here, can we talk about this weird thing we do with Matthew Perry, mm-hmm. please? So Matthew Perry died in a hot tub. Damn. And Matthew Perry from friends and sad story. He had battled addiction his entire life. He finally buys this house in the Hollywood Hills. Mm. You know, he's in really, you know, he's, he's in the, he had talked to his friends about how much he is loving his life and he's finally out of addiction. And then he dies in a hot tub. So the story goes that Matthew Perry Chandler from friends, Matthew Perry, um, was playing pickleball. He plays pickleball every single day, which pickleball is great. So he goes and plays pickleball and he tells his friend, man, I'm just not feeling good today. I don't have the energy. I haven't felt great this week. I'm going to take off. And usually they play two hours and he had played an hour. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take off. Goes home and his, I guess his housekeeper or the person that works in his home, he sent them out to get food or something. He apparently got in the hot tub. She came home and found him dead in the tub. Dude. So part one of this bitching and moaning fest over Matthew Perry's death is why in a hot tub, dude? Why? Number two, 
you guys understand like on friends that was, they had a video of a building where they all lived. Right. So they never shot there. They were never there at all. It was just the, it's like the Brady house, the, the Brady bunch house. Mm -hmm. It's like $6 million. Cause it's the Brady bunch house. They were never there. It was simply some dude with a camera on a corner shooting a video of this building. Matthew Perry dies. Everybody goes to that building and puts flowers and wreaths and they're sitting there drawing paintings. And I'm like, dude, you realize this guy's never been there. Well, it brings me closer. No, the it does not. He was never there. What are you doing there? Why are you there? It makes no sense to me. Second yeah. of all, yeah. why do you need to be closer to this guy? Like he's dead. Number one, number two, you didn't know him. He yeah, didn't know you. That's not what it's about, though, dude. That's we. That's I think not it's, what it's about. What's it about? It's about that. And look, I'm not someone who, I, I, I'm, I never watched Friends. It was not something I grew up with. It's not in my okay world. I'm down. However, I respect what Friends was to people, which was it was one of those shows that people loved. You, you either friends is one of those shows you loved or you hated your friends or your Seinfeld, mm -hmm. right? We all know the great debate. And so for the people who are friends, I understand why we get pictures of them putting flowers next to a lamppost in front of a rando building that had nothing to do with friends outside of the fact that was in what the intro. Yeah. Right. And, and I get it. It makes you feel like, Oh man, like I, I knew Chandler and, I like, you know, he was my favorite character. And so I'm going to go and do this because it brings me closure. And you know, like, that's what, that's what it is. Okay. That's it. It has nothing to do with them actually knowing him. No, of course they don't actually know Matthew Perry. No, they have no idea that he plays pickleball seven days a week for two hours and randomly one day didn't feel like it or didn't feel good. You know, like they don't know any of that. So that, that's what I think it's about. I think that people, you know, uh, especially during that time, that generation, I think just, you know, connected with that show and they were all about it. Watched it every I, single week. I, I get it. But are you, are we really still, are we really? Uh, anyway, I think it's weird. I think it's weird. It's like princess Diana. Why are we going to her funeral? It's like Michael Jackson. Well, those two, though, would you agree that those two, though, were obviously global phenomenons, right? Like global superstars in their own right. Yeah, but I I, I am not a big believer. Like, I don't want to be buried. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to have my body in a ground for people. Nobody would come visit me anyway, but I have no desire for people to come visit me. Mm -hmm. It's weird to me that we're like, oh, put me in a mausoleum next to mom and dad. Like, that's weird to me. But the idea that they're not there, they've never been there, and you feel closer to them because you're there is weird to me. That just feels weird as hell. To mm -hmm. me. I, I am. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but Jimmy Otson, it's like going to Boston and visiting Cheers. They were never there. They were never there. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Friends was a global phenomenon as well, though I didn't like it. It was a huge show. Yeah, huge show. Absolutely. Um, stop, Boyd Lake. I'm not playing your game. I'm not playing. No, I, no, Boyd. You would have done better if you'd have said that Friends was the Ollie Gordon of TV shows. Thank you. You would have done better that way. So step your game up. <laughs> Mike Smith, you're not putting flowers at Jim Morrison's grave in Paris. No, no. And the other thing is, dude, they're not even putting it at his grave. That's the thing. They're like in a building where he never was. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's, yeah. 
And then secondarily, did you guys hear how TMZ found out? A police officer was paid to leak the story to TMZ. Mm -hmm. TMZ paid a, a police officer, allegedly, to leak that story to them. They, they, and people are so pissed at TMZ for this. First of all, TMZ is a business enterprise. I'm not pissed at PM, TMZ for this. I'm pissed that they leaked Kobe's photos. It's, it, you guys remember that? Kobe dies in a helicopter crash. They, they had the cops there took photos and sent them around of Kobe's body. Like, what are we doing? And now you're, you're taking money from TMZ to let them know that Matthew Perry's dead. Like the cop is the problem. TMZ is not the problem. TMZ is a for-profit business. Blame the cop, not TMZ. I agree. Uh, but one point I'd make on TMZ and it's both what makes them incredibly successful but what also what what also makes them dreadful, which is, dude, you have no sympathy or compassion. any type of compassion or anything. You are and look, I get it. You're a business. I, I totally understand it. But but on some level, you're gonna get a little bit of outrage when you do things like yes, this. You are. And and I think that it's your business, but you got into that business understanding you would catch flack when you were doing this and paying people to get videos and pictures and basically material to be the first to write the story. So I get it, but I don't like it. And I agree. Blame the cop, not TMZ. But I'm just telling you, it's it, dude, if you're going to do what they do, you damn well better be able to deal with the consequences of that, which is massive, you know, backlash. Well, and paparazzi is a huge problem. Paparazzi is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are chasing like Princess Diana again, when you're chasing her around a city and she dies in a car accident, even though they were, mm -hmm, you're partly to blame for that. Yes. This is not TMZ's fault. It's not. And TMZ's job is to make sure that when something happens in the celebrity world, they know about it before you do. And they did. That's their gig. I have no problem with TMZ. I, I, honestly, I don't. I think if, would I want to do what TMZ is doing? I would not. But I'm not blaming TMZ. It's, it is a ridiculous breach of ethics for a police officer to take money to break news to TMZ. 100%. That's the problem. Yes. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, TMZ is chasing Ollie Gordon, but just like all the defenses, they can't catch him. <laughs> See, that's better. That's better. Boyd Blake, if it bleeds, it leads. The bubble-headed bleach blonde comes on at five. Yes, she does. I sold TMC pictures of Ollie Gordon. I heard that. Nah, that didn't work there, dude. Him with the Heisman Trophy laying in bed. Uh, any, I don't know how LA cops keep getting away with giving important information away with little repercussion. Yeah, it's frustrating. Jim Choi, TMC found out before anybody, which is what they were paying for. It's what they were paying for, man. Uh, it's just ridiculous to me. LA cops are the worst. Ask the Bryant family, Jimmy, correct? Uh, Mike Smith heard it was like the Kobe thing. However, thankfully, pictures were not involved. You can't tell me the people at TMZ didn't feel at least a little guilty about the Kobe stuff. Brutal. Jeff Woodworth wants to know if the pictures uh, were on Michigan's hard drives. Uh, Gumby says TMZ some ghouls. They are. Yeah, but they're, they're damn good at what they do. They're damn good at what they're they do. They're damn good at it, dude. Jim Choi, TMZ just wants to be the first. Sometimes they do break some important news, just like the Inquirers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
They they do. Uh, that's, I don't have a problem with them. Lance Johnson, you think that's the worst thing cops got paid for? It's not, but that's not the point. Again, this is this is hey, who got caught, who didn't? We're not talking about what they didn't get caught for. Yeah, they didn't it's get not caught. it's not a matter of good or bad. I mean, you should not be taking money to break news of dead celebrities. Yeah, that like that sucks in my world, but that's for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, tomorrow we'll be here in full costume. I'm dressing up as uh, Ollie Gordon. Jake's going to dress up as a Heisman Trophy. Um, was that better? Yeah, that was, was actually better. Was that more funner? Yeah, more funner. <laughs> the Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You want compassion? You go to The Advocates. They've seen it all. They've done it all. They know exactly how you're feeling, and they know exactly how to take care of you at theadvocates.com, or you can chat right now 24-7 with one of the best injury attorneys in the business, and it won't cost you a penny at theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.